0: Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Waynedale Golden Bears High School football. We're about 30 minutes away from tonight's kickoff, and it's time for the PNC Bank Free Game Show, a comprehensive look at tonight's Waynedale Golden Bears game. Brought to you by PNC Bank. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert, and tonight it's homecoming as the Bears come home for week 5 of the high school football season. Good to be home as the Bears will be entertaining here on Homecoming night the Chippewa Chips and both teams are coming in after a loss in last week's ball games. First of all, Wayndale fell to Hillsdale last Friday night in Jeromesville 56 to 6. Logan Stanley got the Bears off to a good start on a 49-yard touchdown run that gave them a 6 to nothing lead, but that was it. Stanley ended up with 51 yards rushing and 20 receiving in the game. After that it was total domination by the Falcons as the Bears ended up losing it by 50 points. So how are the Bears going to react after that on homecoming night? We're going to find out here in about 29 minutes right after the homecoming festivities. Norway beat Chippewa last week 20 to 16. The Chips have made three consecutive playoff trips three of the four that they have had in school history. They were 10-3 and three a year ago, and actually they were the team that lasted the longest out of the Wayne County Athletic League last year, making it to the regional semifinals. They've won 28 games over the last three seasons under head coach Mike Boley. They've got a huge offensive line, averaging 232 pounds across the line, and that leads their three-headed monster backfield and Luke Brown, Trey Petty, and Jake Zollinger. Tim Ebert, as we look at tonight's game, it's all going to be a question as to how the Bears are going to react coming off of that shellacking that they got last week at Hillsdale.
1: Dave, every week we uh, talk about looking for some uh, new bright spots to look for. We are back home. feels real great to be back home. (laughs) Uh, The kids have got to be excited for homecoming weekend. Uh, Lots and lots of alumni, I'm sure, are in the stands tonight. Uh, the uh, colors are all around the place. So just in that standpoint, uh, you know, they're going to want to come out with new excitement, new day, uh, and, uh, you know, much like the Patriots showed last night, you never know what could happen. That's right. This is the
0: 59th all-time meeting between these two ball clubs. The Bears lead it 40-18, to but last year it was a bad showing by the Bears, even though they made the playoffs in that 7-3 and record year. Well, they lost to Chippewa last year over at Doylestown, 41-13 on October 2nd. The Bears were really never in the game. The Chips used a pair of big plays to take a 14-zip halftime lead. Then they came out in the third quarter and scored twice in less than two minutes to go up 27 nothing. and that, for all intents and purposes, was it. We're going to go over the volleyball game from last night that the Lady Bears won against Downton. We'll have the homecoming festivities, and we'll talk with head coach Matt Zerker. We'll do all that when we continue on tonight's DNC Bank pregame show right after this timeout know how much you're spending and on what each and every month know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments know when money is coming in and going out know you have an entire chairing section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet because when you can see your money clearly you always know where you stand PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. To get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today, visit pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back at Wayndale High School. We're about 25 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game between the Bears and the Chips. Tim, you're part of the golf team, and last night, excellent showing by the Waynedale golfers in the Wayne County Athletic League Tournament. Well, it should be a very interesting uh, rest of the next couple of weeks, I guess, for the golfers. But it was also a great night for the Wayndale girls' volleyball team. They defeated Doughton last night in five games to move into a first-place tie in the conference with the Lady Bulldogs at 7-1. and one. Sammy Ice had 17 kills, blocked four shots, and had 18 digs in the game. And afterwards, Bears coach Jody Schilling said this game to be a turning
2: point for the rest of the season. This was, this was the, the stone that's been in our way for a long, long time. And uh, Sammy's the only player I had that was on the league-winning team as a freshman, um, on the varsity team, and, and that played there. And it's been a stone for her and me the last few years. And so this is now the chance to go on farther and really go on in tournaments. We're really looking forward to uh, making some moves in tournaments. That
0: was just an exciting match last night. If we were going to give away the Lems pizza star of the game last night, it would have been Sammy Ice. She played that outstanding.
1: and there's nothing uh,
0: more tense than that fifth set. <laughs> and that's what they did last night. They came up with that big, big victory over Dalton last night. Now tomorrow there's a few things going on as far as the schedule for Wayndale is concerned. The golf team will be at the State Farm Invitational at Riceland. That's at 8.30. The volleyball team plays Central Catholic here at the high school at 10 o'clock in the morning and in cross-country tomorrow, Wayndale will be playing at the Malone Invitational. Should be, I should say they'll be running at the Malone Invitational, and that will start at 9 o'clock. College football action tomorrow. Locally, Worcester College will be entertaining Denison at 1 p.m. Ashland is at Ferris State. That's at 3.30. And the Buckeyes, after their big win last week, Tim, over Oklahoma, they're off tomorrow, so they've got a week off before they go to Purdue next week.
1: I'll be honest. After watching that uh, big uh, win last week, Dave, um, I'm a little disappointed I don't get to watch them this week.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be, I think a lot of people are, after that big big win last week over Oklahoma. As far as high school scores were concerned last week in the Wayne County Athletic League, we already talked about the Norway-Chippewa game, and that was a Norway 20-16 victory by four over Chippewa. Northwestern defeated Smithville 41-22. It was Dalton over Rittman 56-27. In the pack, Manchester defeated Triway 56-0, and Orville over Tuslaw 43-42. In the Ohio Cardinal Conference, Ashland defeated West Holmes 35-7, and it was Worcester over Madison Thirty-eight to nothing in Loudonville. Independently lost to Sandusky St. Mary's by a score of twelve to seven. That means the Wayne County Athletic League standings. Well, Hillsdale, Northwestern, they are tied for the top spot, and they're playing tonight at one and zero. Along with Norwayne and Doughton, they are each at one zero. Chippewa, Smithville, Rittman, and Waynedale are all at 0 and 1. But the only two teams that are unbeaten in the conference, Tim, are Hillsdale and Norwayne, and they are playing tonight over at Hillsdale. You know, Dave, Northwestern. I, I'm sorry, uh, Northwestern.
1: Not I Norway. get a feeling each and every week we're going to be talking about uh, at least one game in the county league that just ma- proves to be just like the game of the week. <laughs> Our league is go- is really tough, and I think we're going to have a barn burner of a game each week.
0: I think Hillsdale's the best team. We haven't seen Northwestern yet. But I saw enough out of Hillsdale last week to see that they're probably the best. Well, after
1: our first TD run, they certainly woke up and uh, showed that, uh, you know, they weren't going to take it from us. And, uh, yeah, they were mighty impressive last week.
0: And that does not mean that Northwestern is a slouch or Norway or Chippewa, any of the teams. I mean, the Wayne County Athletic League could have five teams come out this year like they did last year. Smithville is in Division Six. Dalton's even got a shot. Chippewa, Norway, Northwestern, and Hillsdale all with shots at getting playoff berth at the end of the year. Let's turn things over to public address announcer Jimmy Miller for tonight's homecoming festivities. But before we do that, we're going to pause for our national anthem. While we've got this opportunity, let's take a look at some of the other games that are happening. Well, first of all, let's look at the playoff situation right now. In Division 5, Region 8, Northwestern is leading that in Division 5. They are the number one team. Then comes Mylon Edison. Swanton, remember them? They are the number three team. Pemberville-Eastwood is number four. Then comes Norway at number five. Genoa, sixth. Chippewa, seventh. And Gahana Columbus Academy is number eight. Clearfork right behind them at number nine. And Orville, two and two, they are number 12. In Division six, Region 21, Cuyahoga Heights leads that. Then comes Lisbon, David Anderson, Kirtland, Hillsdale is at number four. Columbia Station, Columbia is at number five. Then comes Louisville, St. Thomas Aquinas. They are at number six. Columbiana, is at number seven and Dalton is in the eighth spot. Smithville is at number 10, and then another local team, Ashland Crestview, comes in at number 12. So that being said, here's what's happening as far as the schedule around high school football is for tonight. Northwestern's playing at Hillsdale, Rittman is at Smithville, and Norway will be at Dalton. Now you would assume, Tim, that Norway Dalton game, the loser of that is probably out of the playoffs.
1: Uh, you never know, Dave. I Norwayne and Downton, uh, that's going to be a tough game. Um, be the first loss. But they also have to play Smithville and Hillsdale and Chippewa. So, you know, we'll see.
0: As far as the pack is concerned, Tuskegee Valley is playing at Triway, and Orville is at CBCA, while Tuslaw will be at Indian Valley. In the OCC, Madison goes to West Holmes, Ashland will be at Worcester, and independently, Mogador is playing at Loudonville. Now let's turn things over to our public address announcer, Jimmy Miller, for tonight's homecoming ceremony.
3: Go Bears, go! Time is running out as we head towards a Golden Bear win. Let's hear you sing along this next song, The Final Countdown.
0: Well, sometime tonight we're going to have the homecoming ceremony. I'm not quite sure when, but we will have it sometime here this evening. And when we do, we'll switch over to Jimmy Miller and have the homecoming ceremony. The best laid plans of mice and men, Tim, just never come to fruition. Well, we
1: just never got the uh, itinerary for the uh, rundown for the pregame here. Today. I got the
0: itinerary. They're not following us. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what what is happening here tonight. want to take this opportunity too to thank Mike Boley, the Chippewa coach, for the kind words that he said about us on Twitter tonight or earlier today uh, promoting the broadcast over at Chippewa. want to thank him for what he did and said earlier this afternoon. There's a lot of action going on, but I'll tell you what this Chippewa team Tim, let's take a look at them prior to the homecoming ceremony. They have been outstanding this year. They had a drive last week against Norway, nine and a half minutes of the second quarter that spanned 18 plays, and they still got beat by four points.
1: Yeah, they did. They uh, uh, played like uh, 80% of a game last week, Dave, and then uh, gave up a 79-yard drive right at the end to lose it. So uh, they have the ability to dominate the ball.
0: They really do, and with that offensive line, they've got that opportunity to do it every single time that they've got it. They're three and one entering tonight's ball game, 0 and one in the Wayne County Athletic League. They are two and zero at home, and they are one and one on the road. And like we told you earlier, they are seventh ranked in Division Five, Region 18. We'll go over more about Chippewa, but let's move on now to Jimmy Miller for tonight's homecoming
3: ceremony. Julie Doty. Julie is the daughter of Brad and Laura Doty. She will be escorted by freshman football player Matt Weaver, son of Dave and Marcia Weaver. Sophomore attendant, Brooklyn Reby. Brooklyn is the daughter of Eric and Heather Reeby. She will be escor- escorted by sophomore football player Luke McCreary, son of Bill and Tracy McCreary. Junior attendant this year, Emma Zerker. Emma is the daughter of Steve and Lisa Zerker. She will be escorted by junior football player Ben Farrar, son of Craig and Jen Farrar. And now introducing your 2016 Homecoming Queen candidate. Allie Greathouse. Allie is the daughter of Jennifer Greathouse Fenton. Allie plays for the Lady Bears soccer team, where she is second-year captain and has lettered each year. She plays ice hockey for the Worcester Oilers and works at the Alice Noble Ice Arena. In the spring, Allie is a member of the track team, where she does distance running. Allie also participates in 4-H to prepare her dairy cows for the fair, as she has been a member of the band, symphonic choir, desk camps, student council, and the National Honor Society. She volunteers for Meals on Wheels and the EJ Therapy Summer Camp for Special Needs Children. Allie plans on attending Ohio State University and majoring in occupational therapy. She will be escorted by her mother, Jennifer, and senior football player, Colton Purdy. Colton is the son of Jay Purdy and Stephanie Enos. Ladies and gentlemen, Allie Greathouse. <laughs> Stacey Nelson. Stacey is the daughter of Chris and Cheryl Nelson. She enjoys playing soccer and track. Stacy is also an active member in Student Council and the Prairie Partners 4-H Club. Stacy is a member of the National Honor Society and the Holmesville United Methodist Church. She is planning to future her education and pursue a degree in athletic training. Stacy will be escorted by her father, Chris, and senior football player, Matt Zimmerly, son of Craig and Shannon Zimmerly. Ladies and gentlemen, Stacey Nelson. Brianna Potts. Daughter of Brian and Marcia Potts. Brianna has lettered four times in both golf and track. She is a hospice volunteer, a member of the National Honor Society, a student council member, and participated in Golden Airs, Desk Cants, and the band. Brianna plans to attend Mount Union University to major in music education. Brianna will be escorted by her father, Brian, and senior football player, Kyle Ice. Son of Steve and Jenny Ice. Ladies and gentlemen, Brianna Potts. Last year's queen, Madison Near. Madison will have the honor of crowning this year's queen. Madison is the daughter of Matt and Christy Near. She currently attends Mount Vernon Nazareth University, where she's on the basketball team and is majoring in middle childhood education. She will be escorted by senior football player Cole Geyser, son of Joe and Shelley Geyser. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, your 2016, Wayndale Homecoming Court. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the Wendell High School queen for 2016 is Brianna Potts.
0: So there it is. Brianna Potts is your 2016 homecoming queen. Congratulations to her. Gives us now, Tim, an opportunity. You know Brianna.
1: Yeah, I do. I've <laughs> coached her for four years on the golf team. Uh, very, very good. Talented golfer, but very talented in music. Is also very happy for her tonight. Well, let's get
0: it. This gives us an opportunity to go back over the chips as they come into tonight's game. Three and one. They're one in the Wayne County Athletic League. Mike Boley and his fourth year as head coach of the Chippewa Chips. 31 and nine in those four years. Last season they were 10-3. and three. They lost several seniors. That was a class that won 28 games over the past three years, but maybe the names have changed, but still the same philosophy under Mike Boley. They're going to run, run, run.
1: Well, they're going to have a little bit of a different look, Dave. Uh, it's going to be strange not hearing the name Breitenstein called every play, <laughs> uh, but, boy, do they have a running back, and uh, like, like we mentioned earlier, huge offensive line and the ability to really just... Pound you and pound you and pound you all game long. And speaking of Breitenstein, his
0: successor is Cole Thompson. He's settled in well. They've got an offense that is set for him. And their running backs, well, Luke Brown returns. He averaged eight yards a carry last year. He's leading the league this year with 747 yards on 95 carries. Then you've got Trey Petty, who's got 65 carries, 348 yards and four touchdowns. And then Jake Zollinger, 36 carries, 241 yards, and that trio is combined for 10 touchdowns this year. They are 3-1 heading into tonight's game, but 0-1 in the Wayne County Athletic League. We'll take a look at Wayndale and talk with head coach Matt Zerker right after this. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month. Know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments. Know when money is coming in and going out. Know managing your finances is a touchdown with PNC Virtual Wallet. Simplify your finances, track and budget your spending, and save for the future. Learn more at pnc.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert, back for tonight's game. The Bears, they're 0-4 on the year. 0-1 in the Wayne County Athletic League. Matt Zerker in his 11th year, 57 wins against 52 career defeats. Having lost their first four this year, they've lost four in a row to the Chips, and after playing three of their first four at on the road, the Bears are happy to be home, and Matt Zerker talked about last week's game. Matt, to start off against Hillsdale last week, you got off to a good start. The 49-yard touchdown run by Logan Stanley. Was it a little strange to look up at the scoreboard and see the team with a 6 nothing lead?
4: Yeah, it was something that we had kind of challenged them in the warm-ups there of, you know, getting out of the gate. That's something we haven't done, obviously, in the first three games. And, um, you know, I thought the kids did a pretty good job of coming out ready to play, um, brought the emotional energy. And, um, you know, I think we, we punted, but then we were able to get a stop on them, uh, that next series. And then obviously, um, you know, gained some field position, and then hit that nice play on the perimeter, and everybody executed their blocks. and them did a nice job finding the crease and outrunning everybody in the end zone. So, um, you know, it was nice to see that. I don't know if I would say a surprise because the kids warmed up with a purpose and they were ready to go out of the game. Um, You know, they, they responded well that way.
0: How hard has it been, especially with a young team like this, Matt, to start off the year with three out of the first four games on the road?
4: Oh uh, yeah, it adds to to the difficulty. Yeah, I mean that's that's been something that we've struggled with a little bit over the, the last several years, even with you know veteran teams. Um, the league is so good right now. Uh, obviously, our non-league opponents this year are off to a good start. Um, anytime you play on the road and you play at home against a good or go on the road against a you know high-quality team, makes it even tougher. Um, you know, but it's still the the field's the same. Uh, you know, the environment's a little bit different. Um, any change like that sometimes to routine and things like that uh, can cause a little bit of disruption, but that just comes with growth and maturity.
0: Matt, were you surprised at the game plan that Tom Williams and Hillsdale put forward? Uh, you know, a lot of people thought that he was going to go into that game and just try to run right over us, and instead they went primarily with the passing game. Were you shocked at that? Yeah, you know, I, was, I was surprised maybe they didn't run the ball
4: a little bit more than what they did, or that they kept in the air as often as they did. Um, you know, obviously we struggle a little bit against the run, but, um, you know, we're not a whole lot more experienced in the secondary either. And um, Hillsdale's a team, I think, that uh, they do pride themselves on being able to do both. Uh, coach Williams has always tried to have good balance uh, in his offenses. And, obviously, um, after some success early on Friday night, you know, that was uh, the plan of attack that they went with.
0: Matt, this Chippewa team that we faced tonight, first of all, uh, same coach, same philosophy, just different names, right?
4: Yeah. You know, um, you know we saw the air show last week. Uh, I promise you tonight we're probably not going to see the air show. Uh, it's going to be uh, ground and pound um, on first down, ground and pound on second down. And if they have to throw, then they may throw. But um, they're going to rely on those guys up front They're, you know, very good up front that's definitely the the part of the team that they have the most experience with and are bringing back off of last year's teams a lot a lot of those guys were underclassmen so um, they've played a lot of football up front and uh, they get after it
0: you know 230 pounds average weight across the front line is it the front line that makes the running backs look so good because they've ran for over 1300 yards so far in the first four games or is the running backs that make the offensive line look good
4: yeah, it's always a combination of both, but it definitely starts up front for those guys. Um, you know, when you played two years, three years in a row of being in the playoffs, a lot of those guys were starters in all three of those teams, uh, at least the last two teams. So um, they've gained a ton of experience that way. Uh, very confident with what they're doing, know uh, with their schemes, and um, and they get off the ball and give the running backs credit. They run hard uh, and find that crease and they hit it.
0: And that's going to be a big key tonight, Tim. Whether or not the Bears can actually stop this running attack of Chippewa.
1: Yeah, Dave, we really just need to get off the field. Uh, If uh, Chippewa is going to be able to hold the ball for eight, nine minutes on a hot night like this, uh, it's just going to wear us down.
0: It definitely will. We'll be back to wrap up tonight's PNC Bank pregame show right after this. Know how much you're spending and on what each and every month know you're on track with your bills and upcoming payments know when money is coming in and going out know you have an entire chairing section at PNC Bank with PNC Virtual Wallet because when you can see your money clearly you always know where you stand PNC Virtual Wallet can help you simplify your finances track and budget your spending and save for the future to get started and open a PNC Virtual Wallet today visit PNC.com slash virtual wallet. PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. PNC Bank. Chippewa. Comes into tonight's ballgame with a record of 3-1. and one. They are 0-1 in Wayne County Athletic League play. Dale 0-4. They are 0-1 in conference play. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. The kickoff is next, coming up on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of the PNC Bank pregame show. Brought to you by PNC Bank. For the achiever in you, PNC Bank national association member fdic the game is next on ultimate sports
5: former ohio state and nfl quarterback bobby hoy growing up in ohio the lessons i learned through sports not only helped take me to the ohio state
4: university in the nfl but they also apply every day in my career after sports. Lessons that build character, discipline, sportsmanship, and teamwork are what remain long after your playing days are over. Through interscholastic athletics, OHSAA member schools help kids build a foundation for a lifetime of success. This message brought to you by the Ohio High School Athletic
3: Association.
4: All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts.
1: And don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it.
0: Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game is brought to you by the Spidel Funeral Home in two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Yoder Builders of Orville, The Harvest Market in Apple Creek, The Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, Murphy's Promotions, The Apple Creek drive Through, Casa de Sasi in Apple Creek, Schelp Brothers Farms, Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone, Debs Den in Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes, Reaver Milk Transport of Apple Creek, Clayzak Kitchen and Bath, and Troyer Roofing. Now let's go to the field for this Wayndale Golden Bears High School football game. Good evening once again, everyone, and welcome to Wayndale High School, where tonight the Golden Bears will be taking on the Chippewa Chips. These are two teams that are coming in after losing their opener in the Wayne County Athletic League a week ago. Chippewa losing to Norway 20 to 16 in a hard-fought loss. Waynedale was blown out by Hillsdale last week, 56 to 6. And on this homecoming evening, when Brianna Potts was named Homecoming Queen, the Bears are coming onto the field and busting through the sign. And Tim, they've made one important move tonight, and that is they have moved Ben Ferrar from the tight end spot and moved him to the offensive line.
1: Well, Dave, uh, we talked about uh, Chippewa size, and uh, Farrar certainly provides that for us. So uh, you know, let's see if we can get a little help on the line from uh, Ben. And, uh, you know, we're about to, ready to see what's going to happen here pretty quick. So Farrar, instead of number
0: 44, he'll be number 56 tonight, and he'll line up on the offensive line. Chippewa is adorned in their white uniforms with blue numerals and blue pants. They will be kicking it off from right to left across your computer screen. The Bears are in their home brown top uniforms with gold numerals, white trim, and white pants. And, of course, the white helmets here this evening. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we bring you this Wayne County Athletic League game. We're also going to be keeping track of what's happening over in Jeromesville between the the Hillsdale Falcons and... The Northwestern Huskies. Now, the Huskies are the Bears' next opponent next week here at home. Chippewa, as we said, will be kicking it off, and kicking it off for them here this evening will be Cameron Gerstenslager. He's a junior, 5'9", 175 pounds, number 18. Back set to return, Matt Zimmerle and Colton Purdy for the Bears. Kirsten Slager approaches the ball, right foots it up the field, up the right sideline. It's going to hit it about the 20, bounce into the hands of Purdy at the 15, to the 20, to the 25, up the far side, and he'll be taken down at the 19-yard line, or check that, the 29-yard line. Excuse me, and that's where the Bears will start out, first and 10, as they have the ball initially to start out tonight's game. So that's a 14-yard return for. Colton Purdy, ball resting just inside the 30 yard line. We've just begun. Bears start out in the pistol formation. They've got, well, let's check. That is Jarrett Varner back behind Derek Reber, the quarterback, the starter here this evening. Three receivers out wide on both sides. Now moving in motion as Zimmerly. Handoff to Zimmerly on the jet. Nice block out front. Zimmerly cuts it across to 35, out to the 40 yard line. Big tackle on the play by Jake Hall of chippewa 11 yard run by matt zimmerly first time he's carried the ball this year
1: tim hey that was a nice opening play there dave last week we talked about how the timing on a lot of their motions being off that looked a lot better on that first play this evening
0: lining up in the backfield max lemon who's getting a start tonight he's in the backfield now he moves over to the left hand side of reber Dropping back, Reber throws it out into the flat. Complete to Purdy, he's wide open at the 50. To the 45 of Chippewa Territory. Inside the 40, down to the 39-yard line. 21-yard reception on the play to Colton Purdy. And the Bears have another first down. Second first down here in the initial drive. They've got it at the 39-yard line of Chippewa. Going out, boy, the Bears have got... A different array of players out tonight Gage Gray goes out wide to the left now moving in motion to the far side is Purdy Lemon lined up in the backfield Rebert drops back, he's going to throw the ball into the end zone tried to get it out on the play to Gray and a flag is thrown by the back judge and it'll be a interference call or holding he'll be holding against Chippewa the defensive back over on the far side for the Chips, Cabe Durbin a sophomore grabbed a hold of Gage Gray. Now, we want to apologize. Last week, we kept calling Gage Gray Rodriguez, but we did not have the correct roster in front of us, and we're not aware that Gray was now number 30. So that holding penalty, a 10-yard penalty, will give the Bears the first down via penalty so they've gotten three first downs one by penalty, one by pass one by run so it's first and ten, ball at the 29 yard line now 11 minutes to go in the first quarter Lemon lines up to the right of Reber now that's Purdy in the backfield Purdy out of the shotgun, he's going to take it right up the middle he's going to be stacked up and down at the 29 yard line, just a gain of a yard on the play for Colton Purdy
1: well, Dave, you've got to be really impressed with the aggressive style the Bears have come out with on this first drive. If you were worried about a team being down after being 0-4, they have come out with a lot of energy here on homecoming night.
0: Not only a lot of energy, but a lot of different players. You've got Kyle Ice on the sideline. You've got Logan Stanley on the sideline. You've moved Ben Farrar to the offensive line. Bears are starting a different array of players here tonight. They've got Max Lemon right behind Reber, the quarterback. Going out wide to the left is Gray. Slot left is Zimmerly. Now Lemon lines up to the right of Reber. Reber out of the shotgun, drops back. He's going to run it right up the middle. Now cuts to the middle of the field, and he'll be brought down at the 25-yard line by Chippewa's Jake Hall, the senior. So a gain of four yards on the carry for Reber, his first carry of the night, and it'll bring up third down six at the 25-yard line of Chippewa. 9.57 left to go in this first quarter of play. Gray out wide to the left. Zimmerly slot left. Purdy out wide to the right. Chup is slot right. Now Lemon moves to the right now to the left of Reber. Ball in the near hash mark. Good snap from center. Reber's going to throw it into the end zone. He's got Purdy, and it goes right through Purdy's hands and incomplete. They had it right there for the six, but Purdy could not bring it in, and it will bring up fourth down and six, and let's see what Matt Zerker decides to do. Andy Ford, the soccer player, has got leg enough to kick it in from this distance. It would be a 42-yard attempt, but the Bears are going to disdain that, and they're going to go for it on fourth and six. Coming out of the game, check that. Gray's going to line up on the right-hand side. Looked like he was coming off the field. Chop slot right. Lemon still in the backfield. Purdy out wide to the left. That's the far side. Zimmerly slot left. Reber with the snap. Runs up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped behind the line. Back at the 31-yard line. Sack on the play by Chippewa's Nick Willig. So Chippewa will take it over first and 10. From their own 30-yard line, 9.32 left to go in the first quarter. Chippewa holds. We've got no score. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg has been a general contractor, earning a reputation for honesty and integrity. They instill those two words into every job. Ivan Weaver Construction is committed to providing quality construction services, specializing in functional buildings at the best possible value. At Ivan Weaver Construction, the goal on every project is to provide first-class, timely, knowledgeable service. Working to build long-term relationships, Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg, 330-695-3461. Chippewa, while you're away, quickly came out onto the field and ran the first play, handoff off right guard by Trey Petty. Petty gained nine on the carry, and it'll bring up second down and a yard with the ball at the 39-yard line. Petty in the backfield along with Zollinger and Brown. Brown, an excellent athlete. He's the catcher on the baseball team. He leads the team in rushing 95 carries, 747 yards, and three TDs. A lot of motion going on. Chips out of the shotgun. And the handoff will go to Brown. Brown cuts it off. Left tackle breaks into the clear to the 45, and he'll be brought down at midfield by Logan Stanley. Excuse me, that's Zollinger. Zollinger with the carry of 11. And a first
1: down for the Chips. Dave, expect to see a lot of that tonight. Ten yards here, five yards there, seven yards there. They ran the ball 53 times last week.
0: Ball resting right at the, just inside the 50-yard line into Waynedale territory. First down, ten yards to go for the Chips. They've got Zollinger in the backfield. They split Petty out at one wing. And now moving in motion is Petty. Fake handoff. Now handoff right up the middle going to Zollinger. And there's a flag down called by the side judge. Gain of four yards on the carry down to the Waynedale 45. But let's see what the side judge decides to call. Going to be a legal motion against Chippewa. Backfield in motion. Your officials for tonight's game. Brett Perdue is the referee. John Grant the umpire. Randy Hoskins the headlinesman. Gary Ryman is the line judge, and Jeremy Hockenberry is the back judge. So instead of a four-yard game, it'll be a five-yard penalty called against the Chips, and it marks them back into their own territory at the 46. So it's first and 15 now for the Chips from their own 46. 8.09 and running left to go in the first quarter. Zollinger, wing right. Slot left is Cade Durbin. Now moving over to the left-hand side is Trey Petty. Thompson pitches it out around the left-hand side to Zollinger, and Zollinger's going to be hit across the 45, out to the 47-yard line, gain of two. He's got two carries, 13 yards so far this evening.
1: It's real early in the ballgame, Dave, 0-0 score. Uh, Clearly not in any jeopardy of a running clock. With the amount of running plays they got, it's almost like there is a running clock.
0: Well, this one is expected. If you've got dinner reservations at 9, you're probably going to make it because of the pace that Chippewa likes to run and the way they run the football. Petty with Durbin, now wing left. Zollinger, wing right. He moves in motion, handoff inside to Durbin. Durbin cuts it right up the middle from the right-hand side, and he takes it out to the 49. That's another gain of two, but the first carry of the night by Durbin. And it'll bring up third down and 11, and this is where... A running team always has problems on 3rd and long and they're forced into a passing situation.
1: And Dave, this is where our the young Waynedale Bear teams has have, we've been given up these plays, 3rd and long.
0: Huglin checks back into the ball game. We have not seen Brown out onto the field as of yet. Out of the shotgun, Thompson Takes the snap, rolls out to the right. He's gonna throw it up the right side. It's gonna be knocked away and incomplete. Nice defensive play out at the right cornerback position by Carson Ledford, the junior six foot, 145 pounds. So the incompletion will force Chippewa into a punting situation on fourth and 11 from their own 49. 6.36 left to go in this first quarter of play. Coming in to punt the ball away is Zollinger. Zollinger's just a sophomore. Boy, when you look at this Chippewa team, they start four seniors, two juniors, five sophomores. Ball resting. Now, for some reason, they've put the ball right at midfield. I'm not sure why the the yard marker across the way showing fourth down is at the 49, but the ball is resting at the fifty, according to the umpire. So obviously the umpire didn't get the memo or the yard marker gentleman who is Kirby Kaiser didn't get the memo. Now check it, it's going to be Luke Brown coming in to punt the ball away. Brown got a great arm in baseball and punts this one from the 49 yard line. It's going to bounce inside the 20, inside the 10 and it'll be downed at the 5 yard line. And that will give the Bears, the football, first and ten at their own five-yard line. 6.25 to go in the first quarter. Your score, well, we have no score. Troyer Roofing and Construction is your trusted expert for commercial and residential roofing needs in the area. They specialize in new roofs, repairs and replacements with either shingles or steel. Troyer Roofing can even perform an energy efficient restoration that can add years to your existing roof. Family owned and operated for over 20 years, Troyer Roofing and Construction provides free quotes and professional service. For all your commercial and residential roofing needs, call the best Troyer Roofing and Construction 857-7865 or see their website Troyer Roof Logan Stanley into the ballgame for the first time. He takes it on the jet around the left-hand side, cuts it up across the 5, out to the 10, and he'll be brought down at, they'll say, the 12-yard line, so a gain of 7 on the play for Logan Stanley on his first carry of the night. That was a 46-yard punt by Luke Brown, but as you said, Tim, he's having trouble moving.
1: Yeah, I see him over there working with the trainer right now. Uh, He barely was able to get in and off the play just on that punt. Reber, the quarterback,
0: moves Logan Stanley in motion, throws it out to the left-hand side, complete to Purdy, but he's going to be hit and dropped immediately by Kate Durbin. Nice defensive play by Durbin from his cornerback spot. No gain on the play, and it will be third down and three yards to go for the Bears. They need to get it outside the 16-yard line to pick up a first down. Not sure why Stanley and Ice did not start tonight, but they are in now. Gray goes out wide to the left. Zimmerly slot left. Stanley slot right. Max Lemon back into the backfield. Now moving in motion is Zimmerly. Reber's going to keep it right up the middle on play action. He's going to take it across the 25. There's a flag down on the play, and that's the dirtiest flag from a referee you will ever see. That thing has not been washed in about three years. And it's been through about five different mud storms.
1: Yeah, I would say it'd be hard to even call that yellow, Dave.
0: That, that's it's going to be against the chips. I believe it's going to be a face mask, and it will be inadvertent face mask, a five-yard penalty. Reber had the first down. He took it out to the 17-yard line, so he gained four on the carry, and then the penalty on Chippewa, the five-yard kind. Gives the Bears the first more on the run. Reber gets the snap. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got Purdy wide open. He's got a complete and then steps out of bounds at the 40-yard line. Boy, that was a pretty pass from Derek Reber up the field. 42-yard reception
1: to Colton Purdy. Beautiful pass by Reber. Excellent footwork by Purdy to get two feet in. And uh, Purdy just beat... The defensive back, and the Chippewa has no safety help over top. So the Bears have it first and 10
0: at the Chippewa 40-yard line, 446. We're seeing a little more of a pep in the step by the Bears here early in this ball game. Reber, out of the shotgun. He drops straight back, looks upfield. Now he's going to run out of the pocket. He's going to be hit and sandwiched. Boy, he got smacked and bent backwards on his knees by Trent Harrell. Of course, he's an excellent athlete. Also, and his brother Christian.
1: Well, he really did get sandwiched there, Dave. I'm surprised he got up after
0: that. That is the second sack of the night by the Chips defense. And it'll bring up second and 13 as the ball gets marked back to the 43 yard line. Reber stays in the ball game, though. Stanley and Purdy out to the right. Trips to the left in a diamond formation for the Bears. Now Stanley moves in motion to the far side. Handoff on the inside goes to Zimmerly, and he's hit again by Harrell. And dropped him back for a 5-yard loss back to the 48-yard line.
1: Man, Dave, our play ran right into the defensive uh, alignment right there. We had good misdirections, but Chippewas was very disciplined, stayed at home when we ran right into him. So that marks it back to the
0: 47-yard line. Third down, 17 yards to go with 3.34 left in this first quarter. It's been a fast quarter. The pace of the game is what we expected. Gray goes out wide to the left, Zimmerly slot left. Bears have moved Farrar to the interior line for tonight's game. Moving in motion to the far side is Stanley. Dropping back is Reber. He's going to throw it up the right side again to Purdy. He's got him beat. Purdy's got it at the 15 to the 10. To the five touchdown, Dale. 47 yard touchdown pass to Colton Purdy, and the Bears have jumped out on top of it by the score of six to nothing. What a pretty pass out the right side to Colton Purdy and the Bears with 3.07 to go in this first quarter lead it now by the score of 6 to nothing. That is the first touchdown pass of the year for Derek Reaver. First touchdown catch and first touchdown overall by Purdy. He's holding. Andy Ford in to kick the extra point, and he drills it right through. 3.07 left to go in the first quarter, and your score from Waynedale. It's the Bears 7, and the chips nothing.
2: Okay, so this noodle bowl, one of my faves. I start with a nice lean pork tenderloin. Look at that. Nice, right? Saute on medium-high. Ooh, browning. Nicely. Now the broth. It's Asian-inspired and perfect with
6: pork. A dash more sauce.
5: Pork always brings authentic flavor, even when you're home, alone, hosting a fake cooking show.
6: Fresh basil, a lime wedge Perfection!
5: Find your flavor at porkbeinspired.com. Pork Be Inspired. Since
0: 1981, Troyer Science has provided quality service to those in and out of the Wayne Dale area. Hundreds of satisfied customers have promoted their businesses with outstanding graphics, interior and exterior signs, commercial or residential. Troyer Signs can do it all. Custom graphics, logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, and much, much more. Increase your visibility with a high-quality, professional product from Troyer Signs. Stop by just north of Route 250 on Honeytown Road. Visit TroyerSigns.com or call 263-1400. Proof positive they'll let anybody in the press box, Tim. sint Klein just showed
1: up. Hey, he's got the inside passes, Dave. He can get anywhere. <laughs> Unfortunately, he has not joined the shaving club. Hey, No Shave November is coming up
0: soon. 7-0, <laughs> Waynedale on top of it. The Bears, for the second consecutive week, jump out on top first. Ford's going to kick it off, and it's going to be taken in by one of the upbacks for Chippewa, Elijah Westfall. Westfall across the 30 to the 35 to the 40, and he's going to be dropped at the 41-yard line. Nice return of 17 yards on the play for Westfall. And that's where Chippewa will take over first and 10 from their own 41-yard
1: line. Well, Dave, it seems like we're always talking about the Bears' coming up on a big defensive stand, but uh, they really do need to get off the field uh, after scoring first.
0: Well, part of learning how to win is learning how to play with a lead, and that's something that the Bears have not had much of this year, the lead. Thompson, out of the shotgun. He's got... Two running backs behind him. Handoff is going to go to Zollinger. Zollinger off left tackle. breaks it across the 45 into Waynedale territory to the 50, to the 45, down to the 40-yard line. He'll be brought down inside the 40 at the 38-yard line. 21-yard run on the play by Zollinger. He's got three carries tonight for 34 yards, and the ball resting right at the 38, first and 10. That's the second first down of the night. Moving out in motion to the right-hand side, Charlie Henniger. Luke Brown not in the lineup. He evidently has a pulled muscle. He's having trouble walking. Handoff is going to go off to Durbin, and Durbin's going to be tripped up by Sam Farrar and brought down after a yard gain. Down to the 37-yard line. So a yard gain on the play by Durbin, and it's second down, nine yards to go. Max Lemon hustles in. Cole Geiser's got to leave. Of course, he's playing with that club on his left hand with a broken finger, so Max Lemon comes in for linebacker help, and they take one man off the line and bring in an extra linebacker. Thompson puts Durbin in motion to the far side. He's going to throw it out to him in the flat. He's going to be hit behind the line by Chup, breaks the tackle, gets up against Zimmerle across the 30, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 27-yard line, so a gain of 10 on the first completion of the night by Cole Thompson, and it gives the Chips a
1: first down. To be honest, Dave, I'm not sure if that counts as a pass. As he passed that backwards, so that may be considered a lateral. It could be. I gave it to him
0: as a pass. Nonetheless, they're going to say he was out of bounds right at the yard marker, so it's not a first down technically. It'll be third down and about the length of the football. Thompson out of the shotgun. Moves Petty over to the left-hand side. Pitches it back to Zollinger off left tackle. He's going to be hit right at the line. Struggles forward. He's got the first down after a yard gain on the play.
1: Really, really late flags coming in here, Dave. And let's see, they've got it
0: down at the 26-yard line. Boy, and they're thrown all the way in the backfield of Waynedale, Back at around the 15-yard line, and now the officials are going to converge and talk about what the penalty will be with a minute 51 left to go in this first quarter. Waynedale on top of it, 7 to nothing.
1: It appeared to have occurred way after the play was over, so it's got to be uh, unnecessary roughness of some sort, I would think.
0: Well, they continue to discuss it. This is like an NFL replay. Well, with 3.20 to go in the first quarter, Hillsdale and Northwestern are knotted up at 7-7. 1.51 left to go. It's a dead ball personal foul call against Chippewa and one against Waynedale, so they took all that time to discuss it, and it's offsetting penalties.
3: Offsetting
0: penalties. And I don't think Mike Boley or Matt Zerker like the outcome of that, but nonetheless, it's still a first down for Chippewa at the Waynedale 26-yard line, 150 left to go and running in this first quarter. 7 nothing, Waynedale on top of it after the touchdown pass to Colton Purdy. Henninger goes out wide to the right. He's the single receiver. Durbin wing left and fake handoff. Thompson's going to roll out to his right. He's going to throw it complete on the play to Trey Petty inside the 15 and down to the 11. 15-yard completion to Trey Petty, and now
1: Thompson has gone two for three in the passing department. You know, he's just effective enough where you've got to be honest on that pass, Dave. Just when you uh, just focus in on the run all the time, he'll uh, hit one of them on you. Well, Tom-
0: Thompson had Petty run the drag route across from left to right, and he hit him right in stride and picked up the first down. So it's first and goal from the Wayndale 10, and now the Bears will take a timeout. We will also. A minute 26 left to go in the first quarter. Your score, Waynedale 7, and Chippewa nothing. Need a full-service construction firm? Yoder Builders in Oroville specializes in new residential construction, remodeling, finished basements, and masonry work. Make a new man cave in that dingy basement. Add on a new sunroom or deck. Yoder Builders in Oroville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job, from the ground up to a new house and everything else. Call Yoder Builders in Oroville, 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Waynedale Athletics. Where can you get food? Smoking with Southern pride? The Fire and Ice Pub in Fredericksburg, of course. Build your own burger. The wings every Thursday night are half price. And there's the brisket and pulled pork. The steaks and seafood are second to none, and the appetizers are to die for. Everything cooked to your satisfaction. All this, and live bands, too. At the Fire and Ice Pub, open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 10, Friday and Saturday, 11 to midnight, and Sundays, 11 to 8. The Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. And Fire and Ice brought in the brisket tonight for the press box, so we got an opportunity to take advantage of that. That being said, here we go. It is 1st and 10 for the Chips. They've got the ball right at the Wayndale 10-yard line. Handoff goes to Zollinger. Zollinger is going to struggle forward inside the 10 down to the 7 after a 3-yard gain and it's 2nd and goal. Zollinger, it appears tonight, Tim, is going to be the workhorse with
1: Brown out on the sideline. Yeah, I don't really see Brown coming in. He uh, really gave it a try on that punt. um, does not look promising for him entering the game at all. I don't even see him standing over on the
0: sideline. I know he is. He's down there somewhere on the Chippewa bench, but he is nowhere to be seen, at least for the naked eye. Thompson on second down and goal from the Waynedale 7. has got Durbin lined up wing left. Henniger out wide left. Petty lines up to the right now, moving in motion as Durbin pitches it out around the right hand side. He's going to be hit at the ten, breaks a tackle to the five, struggles forward, dives into the end zone, and he has got the touchdown. Nice run by Durbin. Boy, he broke about three tackles, and he brings the chips to within six or within one at seven to six. Just an outstanding run by Durbin.
1: He broke about five tackles on that day. Which is hard to do because he was only on the 7. 36 seconds left to go
0: in the first quarter of play. Touchdown run from 7 yards out by Durbin. And Gerstenslager comes in to attempt the extra point. Good snap from center. He'll right foot it up and through. So there's 36 seconds left to go in the first quarter of play. We'll keep it right here. We are tied up at 7 apiece in this ball game. So... Last week, a little bit better than what happened last week for the Bears against Hillsdale. The Bears went up 6 to nothing, missed the extra point, and then Hillsdale went on to score 56 straight points against the Bears. In this one, at least they got
1: the extra point, and now we're tied up at 7-7. And Dave, we are looking a whole lot more aggressive on offense tonight. We're taking shots down the field. Uh, at least the first two possessions, Chippewa is not having any safety help whatsoever, and Reber's putting the ball up there, and Purdy is just uh, beating his man one-on-one down the sideline repetitively. So along with
0: the Northwestern and Hillsdale tie score at 7-7 in the first quarter, the Indians and the White Sox. The White Sox are leading 2-0 over the Indians in the first inning of play. At halftime tonight on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report, we'll be talking with Jody Schilling, the Wayndale... Volleyball coach, whose team won last night over Dalton to throw the Wayne County Athletic League. Volleyball standings into a tie between the Bears and the Lady Bulldogs, each at 7-1. and Gersten Slogger has it teed up at his own 40. Jared Varner in the backfield now set to return, along with Matt Zimmerly. For the Bears, he's taking the place. Varner is a purdy, and Varner's going to catch it at his 16-yard line. Cuts it to the center of the field, to the 20, to the 25. He'll be stacked up and down at the 27-yard line after an 11-yard return. So the Bears take it over, first and 10, from their own 27-yard line with a half a minute to go in the first quarter. And it's been pretty much what we expected out of Chippewa just with different running backs. They're running the football tonight successfully, and they've tied up the game at 7-7. Reber has Varner in the backfield behind him and puts Stanley out slot right. Purdy wide right. Two receivers out wide to the left as the Bears spread it out. Now moving in motion is Varner to the left-hand side. Stanley moves in motion to the far side from his slot position. Fake handoff throws out into the flat and it's incomplete. Looked like some confusion either by Reber or the receivers. Stanley and Zimmerly, out on the left hand side.
1: Well Reber put that uh, out there and uh, was way ahead of both receivers out there. I don't know whether they didn't move forward or not. Uh, Really Reber's first bad pass of the night. 26
0: seconds to go in the first quarter. Second and 10 from the 26. Purdy out wide to the left. Check that Purdy is in a trips formation out to the left. Handoff coming around the left-hand side. Fake handoff. Now Reber cuts it across the left tackle out to the 29-yard line. A gain of two on the play. Reber, five carries so far tonight for four yards. He's the Bears' leading rusher coming in on the season. Reber, 42 carries, 223 yards, and two touchdowns. And that's going to do it for the first quarter of play. We're right where we began when we started, only with each team having a touchdown. We're tied up. At the end of one period of play, it is Waynedale 7 and Chippewa 7. On your way home and need something in a hurry, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru is the stop for you. Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru have been serving the community for 26 years. Stay in your car and let the friendly people at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru get what you need. From snacks, beverages, pizza, anything you may want. Just like the Bears, hard work is no stranger to Art Weaver and the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. So on your way home from the game, work, or you're just in a hurry, stop by the Apple Creek Drive-Thru. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek. Hard work, honesty, genuine care, traits that define Dutch Quality Stone as a company. Created by local workers, Dutch Quality Stone's products have become the industry leader in quality and consistency. Located in the heart of one of the biggest Amish communities in America, Dutch Quality Stone veneers exhibit all the unique beauty of nature with easy-to-install options for residential and commercial properties. In central Ohio, people believe in doing things right. Dutch Quality Stone, located on Route 250 near Mount Eaton, Call today, 877-359-7866. 7-7, Waynedale and Chippewa, all tied up here at Waynedale High School as we head into the second quarter. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. Bears break their huddle. They'll be going from right to left now across your computer screen as we switch ends of the field. Third down, seven yards to go for the Bears. And, Tim, we've gotten to the end of a first quarter. The Bears are still in the football game, so things are looking good.
1: They are looking good, Dave. They need to put that first quarter behind them, start all over again, and play the second quarter with just as much focus as they did the first one.
0: Zimmerle out wide to the right. Stanley to the right-hand side of Reber out of the pistol. Drops back. Reber's going to throw it up the left-hand side. He's got Zimmerle, and he overthrew him and out of bounds. Chippewa, their safety in the middle of the field is Tristan Rowan. He is not, or check that, excuse me, it's Charlie Henniger. And Henniger is not coming over to help double cover the
1: receivers on the sideline. Well, Dave, this is the first time I've seen that Henniger back there and the last two plays. He's been very late arriving on the play. Huglin, the junior, is going to drop
0: back and receive the punt from Colton Purdy. It's fourth down and seven yards to go from the 29. Huglin back inside his own 40 to receive the punt. It's low snap, but Purdy gets the punt away and it's a nice punt. Hits into Chippewa territory and will roll out of bounds at the 38-yard line. So a 33-yard punt on the play for Colton Purdy. And it will bring up first and 10 for the Chips at their own 38-yard line. 11.45 to go in this first quarter of play. 7 Northwestern and Hillsdale all tied up over near Jeromesville at Community Stadium at Hillsdale High School. Chips come out on the field. They send Hugland out wide to the left. Zollinger wing right. Now they've got Durbin lined up in the backfield along with Petty. And the handoff goes inside to Zollinger. Cuts it off left tackle into midfield into Waynedale territory across the 45 and it will be brought down at the 42-yard line. 19-yard gain on the
1: play by Zollinger. Dave, that was the first time tonight we got fooled by their misdirection. They countered back to the left. We really did not have anybody home on that play. Ball at the 42 of Wayndale.
0: Chips trying to establish their running game. They've got a wing formation. Now they move the guard, Travis Moore, over to tackle. Moving in motion is Durbin. handoff up the middle goes to Petty. And Petty is going to be brought down by Sam Farrar on the play right at the 40-yard line after a gain of two. Just the second carry of the night by Petty. Kyle Ice has not seen much action here tonight, and he's down on the sideline getting his legs stretched out. He did not start the game, neither did Logan Stanley. Second down, eight yards to go from the Wayndale 39-yard line. Huglin comes out wide to the right-hand side. Wing formation for the chips, handoff goes to Zollinger Zollinger off left tackle cuts it down and he's going to be gang tackled and Kyle Ice is in there that time and he stopped it up and kept him from gaining any more than 3 yards on the carry down at the 36 yard line so Zollinger 7th carries, 60 yards so far tonight, 3rd down and a long 3 yards to go, call it 4 for the chips at the Waynedale 35, 10-17 and running left to go in this half. At halftime, we'll talk with Jody Schilling, the Wayndale girls volleyball coach. Thompson with Petty right behind him. He's in a short pistol, only about three yards behind the center. Thompson moves Durbin in motion. Now Durbin gets the handoff right up the middle, cuts it right behind right guard across the 30 near the 29-yard line. He's got the first
1: down after a gain of five on the play. Dave Durbin's only standing five foot seven, and he gets lost behind that massive offensive line for Chippewa. It's hard to even find him to tackle it. They've got seven first
0: downs tonight, four by the run. 9.45 left in the half. Thompson out of the shotgun now, off to the right-hand side is Petty. Wing formation. Thompson's going to drop straight back. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone, and it is incomplete. Man closest to the ball was actually... Cedric Chupp and Gray instead of the intended receiver Hugland and it goes incomplete second and ten Thompson now two for four in the passing department for 25 yards second down 10 yards to go ball at the 28 yard line of Waynedale. make it the 27 Hugland comes out wide to the right hand side Zollinger Lines up in the backfield along with Petty, Durbin, wing left. And the handoff goes to Zollinger behind left guard. He's going to take it down across the 15, down to the 9th, the 21, close to the 20-yard line. It's going to be a gain of 7 on the play for Zollinger. Make it 8. And it will bring up
1: 3rd down, 2 yards to go. Chippewa is really pounding the left side of our line, Dave. They really like to run that side getting good chunks of yard from the left. We've done a pretty decent job up the middle to the right. So with nine minutes to go in the first half, Chippewa on the far hash
0: mark, moves Durbin in motion, handoff up the middle to Petty. Petty runs it right up the middle. He's going to be hit by Cole Geiser and Derek Reber, and he's close to the first down after a gain of two. He's down to the 17. They'll make it a three-yard gain, and he's got the first down. Boy, Petty is a brute. He is a big, big boy. 5'10", 175-pound sophomore. Matter of fact, Zollinger and Petty are both sophomores. So you got to look forward to seeing them for another two years. Zollinger now comes out wide to the right. Petty wing right. Moving in motion is Durbin. Thompson's going to throw it out into the flat. It's complete to Henniger. Henninger at the 10 to the 5. Touchdown, Chippewa. 17-yard touchdown pass from Cole Thompson to Charlie Henniger and Chippewa is out in front of it now by a score of 13 to 7 8.27 left to go in this first half of action Kirsten Slogger will come in to attempt the extra point Cole Thompson is the holder Thompson, well, that was a pretty pass he made. Gets the hold down, the kick is up, and the kick is right through. 8.27 to go in the first half of play from Waynedale. Your score, it's the Chips 14, Wayndale
6: 7.
7: Time for a new kitchen or bath? Look no further than Clayzak Kitchen and Bathroom in Apple Creek. With over 20 years of experience in design and installation, Clayzak is a full-service remodeler adding value to every job while providing extraordinary service. Klazak Kitchen and Bathroom uses top-quality products from locally-owned suppliers to make your remodel one-of-a-kind. Klazak will design your project on their 3-D computer program. You'll see your finished project before the work begins. Give Klazak Kitchen and Bathroom a call today, 264-4691. And check us out on Facebook or at Klazak.com. That's C-L-A-Z-A-K.com.
0: 8.27 to go in the first half of play, and the Bears find themselves down on the scoreboard for the first time tonight. 14-7 14-7 after that 17-yard touchdown pass to Henniger. So now the Bears have an opportunity to reciprocate. They bring in Zimmerle. And Purdy is back set to return now in place of Varner, who ran the last kickoff back. Gersten Slogger will kick it away. 7-7 Hillsdale and Northwestern over near Jeromesville. Logan Stanley off to the side. He's normally in on these kickoffs, but he's off to the side and getting his wrist taken care of. And Slogger now will tee it up and kick it off. 14-7, Chippewa leads it now by a touchdown. And Slogger short approach, kicks it up the near side, taken in by Zimmerle at the 13. Across the 15, got a seam, and he's going to be hit. That seam closed immediately when he crossed the 30 out to the 33-yard line. 20-yard return by Zimmerly, and the Bears will have it first and 10 from their own 33.
1: Well, another thing that's a lot better this week, Dave, is our starting field position. Last week, the kicker from Hillsdale, my goodness, he he would pin us back inside our own 20 repetitively. And uh, tonight we've been able to start outside our own 30 uh, and have a lot better starting position than we did last week.
0: I'll tell you what, Josh Vinsack, his parents need to invest in a kicking coach. Because if he can get some coaching on his kicking, he's got leg enough, I'm telling you, to go Division One. He has got one whale of a leg. 8.22 to go in the first half of play. Reber sends Varner out wide to the right. Out wide to the left is Gray. And now Chippewa wants to use a timeout after they saw the alignment that the Bears were in. And they use their first timeout of the first half. 8.22 left to go in the first half of play it's 14 to 7 Chippewa on top of the bears. Breakfast time is the best time at Deb's Den. Every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 and Sundays, 9 to noon. Start the day off right with your favorite morning delights. Eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, all to your satisfaction, handmade and fresh. From breakfast on the weekends to the sandwiches with soups and sides for lunch and the dinner specials every day. Deb's Den's lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday, 11 to 9 and Sunday, 12 to 3. Stop by Deb's Den for breakfast tomorrow or before next Friday's game for a quick meal. Debs Den on Main Street in Apple Creek, working hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. And just a little addendum. The Bear is closing down next Saturday, is it? October the 2nd. I know it's October the 2nd. So that may be next Sunday. But that'll be closing down for the winner.
1: Last chance to get some soft serve
0: days. That's right. Gonna have to do that. 8.22 left to go in the first half of play. Bears after that Chippewa timeout. Send Zimmerle in motion to the far side. Reber is going to keep it off the left side. Now pitch it out to the left-hand side to Stanley. Stanley across the 40. Face mask. He was grabbed by the face mask. And no flag on the play. The official was right there watching it, and they never threw the flag. That's what brought Stanley
1: down at the 44-yard line. I'll say this, Dave. I wear contacts and also need reading glasses, and I could see the face mask. Okay, now wait a second here. He did not see the face
0: mask five yards from him, but he saw across the way 40 yards that it was a first down. Unbelievable call. So it's first down and 10 for the Bears. Reber's going to keep it off left side, and he's going to be brought down at the 49-yard line. Boy, what a turn of events there, or what it could have been. Four-yard carry now for Reber. It's second down, six yards to go. Ball resting near midfield, still in Waynedale territory in between the 49 and the 50. Purdy out wide to the right. Chup goes out slot right. Dual receivers out wide to the left. Stanley moves to the left of Reber. Now Zimmerle moves in motion. And going to keep it off the left side. Pitches that out to Stanley on a late pitch across the 40 to the 35-yard line. He's brought down inside the 35, down to the 32. Boy, a nice play by Reber. And he got rid of the ball
1: just as he was being hit. Dave, you usually see that pitch right at the line of scrimmage. Reber had actually pitched that after he had already gained five yards. Pitched it back to Stanley, who ended up picking up another eight. So an 18-yard run
0: by Logan Stanley he's got 41 yards tonight on three carries he lines up right behind Reber Wayndale in the spread receivers out wide on both sides now Stanley moves to the left of Reber ball in the near hash mark moving in motion is Chup and Reber is going to keep it right up the middle and he takes it down to the 30 yard line on the quarterback keeper so a gain of three on the play by Derek Reber and it's second down and Eight yards to go for the Bears, and Tim, this is just what the Bears needed to do, was reciprocate that drive.
1: I'm going to say, Dave, if you want to see uh, glimpses of growth, it's uh, this response after uh, Chippewa had gone up. Uh, The Bears are not folding tents. They are putting together a nice drive of their own in response.
0: Diamond formation out to the right-hand side for the Bears two receivers out wide to the left now Stanley moves in motion to the far side he gets it on the jet around the right hand side got a lot of green inside the 30 down to the 25 yard line pickup of six yards on the carry by Logan Stanley and Logan seeing some more holes made by that offensive line Tim and I think a lot of it's got to do
1: from the fact that they've moved Farrar back to the line that is helping out and I I just think the timing on all their plays looks so much better this week Um, The the misdirection with the motion, I think, is confusing Chippewa a little bit, and it's just creating more room for Logan to run tonight.
0: So the ball, it'll be third down. Call it three yards to go just inside the 25-yard line. Stanley moves to the right of Reber, moving in motion as Zimmerly Hand off to Stanley, right up the middle. He'll be hit and dropped right at the line of scrimmage by Travis Moore of the Chips. Loss of three yards on the carry.
1: And it's fourth down. Now, earlier you were talking about some of the big boys Chippewa has. Now, Travis Moore is a big boy, Dave. (laughs) He's a senior, 6'2", 230
0: pounds. He goes both ways, as a lot of players do at this level. Bears, I think, are going to use a timeout. They're just going to take their time and let the play clock roll down, and then Matt Zerker will use the timeout on fourth down, six. They want to talk it over. There's five minutes and running left to go in this first half of play. Either that or, yeah, they are gonna take the timeout. That'll be the second timeout timeout taken by the Bears in this first half. Well, from right here, the 30, 40, about a 47-yard attempt. So I think that's a little out of the range of Andy Ford. Got a couple of scores in now. Northwestern up on Hillsdale, 21 to seven with 6.45 to go in the first half of play and we've got a couple other scores, Norway up on Dalton, 20-6 in the second quarter so two big games going on there with 4.55 left to go here, Waynedale down 14-7 but the ball resting just inside the 30 at the 29 yard line, fourth down 6 yards to go for Wayndale, and Kyle Ice, who's talking things over with Brandon Giles, the trainer. I think he wanted to come in, and Brandon Giles went out and pulled him back off the field. Ice must have something wrong with him. You said you saw him being stretched out down on the sidelines. He played a little defense, but he's barely been in an offense here tonight.
1: Well, He, he clearly is being monitored pretty close. He's only going in for selective plays right now.
0: Trips out to the left for Wayndale. One receiver, that is Chup out wide to the right. Ball on the far hash mark. Reber on fourth and six. Bears will go for it. Reber rolls out to his left. He's going to throw it into the flat. It is complete to Zimmerly. He struggles forward to the 20-yard line. He's got the first down inside the 20 to the 19. Ten-yard completion to Zimmerly, and that's his first catch of the night. Bears with a first down and ten. Ball right at the 20-yard line after that 10-yard reception. 120 yards in passing tonight for Reber. Chup lines up wing left. Now that diamond formation off to the left-hand side. Bears a little confusion offensively. Out wide to the right is Stanley. Now Stanley moves in motion to the near side. They're going to give it to him on the jet. He cuts inside. He got face masked again. And the same official is not calling the face mask all night. I'm not sure what this side judge is looking at, Tim, but that's two
1: face masks right within five yards of him that he has not called. Yeah, I would say, Dave, it would be one thing if he was 20 yards from the play. That's happening within uh, five feet of him. Loss of four yards on the carry for
0: Stanley, and it's second down and 14 yards to go. That's an unbelievable non-call by an official who is paid to do that job. Reber? In the shotgun, ball at the 24-yard line of Chippewa. Stanley moves over to the right-hand side. Now Zimmerman moves in motion to the far side. Good snap. Reber running the option off right side keeps it down to the 20-yard line. He got the loss of yardage back from the previous play and then some down inside the 20. So a gain of four on the play for Reber and it's third down 10.
1: And Dave, the the Bears now are approaching Ford's range. If uh, Zerker would. Uh... Decide to go for a field goal here.
0: He said he's comfortable with him from 37 and in, and they are right about at the 37-yard mark right now. Third down, 10 yards to go at the Chippewa 20. Reber with Stanley right behind him. Zimmerle moves in motion to the far side. Reber drops back, looks to his right, now throws it out to the left. It's incomplete to Logan Stanley. Threw it over his head. He was hit in the backfield by Jake Hall, but... No pass interference called, and there really shouldn't have been. So the incompletion brings up 4th and 10, and the Bears, well, they'll go for it on 4th and 10 with 3.01 left to go in the half. Chubb goes out wide to the right. Purdy comes wide left.
1: With the way we've been burning them on the outside, Dave, I would not be surprised if we took a shot at the end zone right here.
0: Gray comes out wide to the left-hand side also. Stanley lines up behind. Reber, ball right in the center of the field. Fourth down, 10 yards to go for the Bears from the 20-yard line. Reber drops back. He's going to throw it out to the right-hand side, and he was going to go to Chup. Chup was blocking on the play and never looked for the pass, and it fell incomplete. So the Bears will give it up on downs with 2.58 to go in this first half of play. Your score, it's Chippewa 14,
6: Waynedale 7.
5: Make the greener sighting choice for your home. One eight hundred five eight nine forty nine zero five, or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com
0: Chippewa with the football flag down as they snap the ball, give it off to Zollinger across the twenty five, and out to the twenty seven yard line for a gain of seven by Zollinger. But let's wait to see what the penalty is. Well, we know for sure the penalty will not be face mask. So can't can't that can't be. It's going to be. A sideline violation against Waynedale. Well, he could see the sideline violation, but not the face mask. Okay, we figured this one out for tonight. And it is that official that has yet to call a face mask penalty. We'll give you some scores right after this play. Seven-yard gain on the play. Second down and three. Pitch out goes out to Henniger. Henniger on the left side. He completed the 40 to the 45, and he's run out of bounds at the 50. Near the 50, out at about the 49-yard line. That's a 22-yard reception to Henniger.
1: We got a Bear defender clear over there on the right, missing an open field tackle, Dave. We had him for a two-yard loss. Uh, We missed him. He went for 20 after that.
0: 2.29 left to go. First and 10, ball near midfield for the Chips. Smithville up 13-0, three minutes left to go in the half on Ritman Triway leading over Tuskegee, 6-3 in the second quarter. Coleman is going to take it right up the middle after the snap, across the 45 into Wayndale territory, down to the 42-yard line. That's going to be a gain of nine, or make it eight on the play for Coleman on his first carry of the night. And it will bring up second down and about a yard to go for a first down. And Worcester is up 7-6 in the second quarter over Ashland. We'll have a lot more scores for you coming up on our Apple Creek Bank halftime report. Lots of motion by the Chippewa offense. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. Pitchback comes out to Durbin. Durbin breaks the tackle in the backfield. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 44. And now timeout taken by Chippewa. That's a loss of four on the pass play. Varner making the tackle, and it will be second down. Make it third down, and about four yards to go as they pin Chippewa back to the 44-yard line.
1: It's real important here, Dave, to keep Chippewa out of the end zone. It's uh, one thing to try to get the ball back, but you know we want to go ahead and a half down, no more than seven, and uh, it's real important to stop them here.
0: Well, the Bears jumped out on top again for the second week in a row. This time, seven nothing. But Chippewa came right back. Scored a touchdown to tie things up at 7-7, and now they lead at 14-7. But hey, I got to say, Tim, there's been a marked improvement by the Bears in this game from last week.
1: Oh, most definitely. They've uh, shown a lot of fight tonight. Uh, I also think offensively, we look just look a whole lot more creative tonight, Dave. Um, it's real hard for Chippewa to know whether we're going to pass long, whether we're going to go in motion, whether we're going to do an option. Uh, we're just being a lot more creative with our offensive play. Call. Well, and I
0: think the, the move of Farrar back to the offensive line has helped out a lot, too, because they're getting better blocking at the point of attack. One forty six to go. Thompson out of the shotgun. Moves Zollinger in motion to the far side. Zollinger's going to get the handoff. He cuts it up the middle after he gets the handoff down inside the 40 to the 39-yard line, and he's got the first down after a gain of five. Boy, they are just so good at putting the blocks out at the point of attack, Tim. And they're, they're so big and they're so good across that front line. Zollinger, wing right, Durbin, and Petty in the backfield. Thompson, fake handoff. Now rolls out to his left. He's going to throw it out into the flat. It is complete at the 29-yard line. And there are flags down in the backfield. And let's see what that will be. That's a gain of 11 on the pass play if it stands. It's holding against Chippewa. 1.26 to go in this first half, and that will mark the Chips back negating the pass penalty, the pass play.
1: Well, Dave, one of the keys to the game that we said for both teams was uh, limiting the turnovers, and so far it's been a mistake-free ball game. Uh, it would be real big right now if the Bears could come up with the first turnover of the game.
0: That's the third penalty of the night against Chippewa for a total of 20 yards. Wyndale so far tonight has not been penalized. 126 to go in this first half of play. Chippewa with the football. First down, 19 yards to go. They need to get inside the 30 of Waynedale. The ball resting back at the 48. Thompson's going to throw it out on the right-hand side, complete to Durbin. He's going to be hit by Purdy and Zimmerly and Zimmerly brought him down on a one-on-one tackle for a yard gain.
1: Excellent job by Zimmerly. He was out there on an island. He had to make the tackle all by himself, and Durbin could not get away from him.
0: So it'll be second down, 17 yards to go, and a fine individual play by Matt Zimmerle. Chippewa taking their time. They've got two timeouts remaining. Second down, 17 yards to go, 40 seconds and running. Out of the shotgun. Thompson drops straight back, looks out to the left, now rolls out to the left. Farrar giving him a heavy rush. Farrar's got him and drops him in the backfield all the way back to the 45-yard line of Chippewa. Nine-yard loss on the sack. That's the first one of the night for the Bears.
1: Dave, it's clear that Chippewa is so much more comfortable running the ball than passing the ball. We've been able to get pressure the last two times. Ferrar was rewarded this time with the sack.
0: Ball back at the Chippewa 45, nine seconds to go, and I don't think Chippewa even has to run another play, and they will not. We are at halftime, and Tim, boy, if you can improve this much from one week to the next, you've got something going, and the Bears do tonight. They're down 14-7. to
1: uh, Excellent job, Dave, in the first half. If you think about it, you know, we're down 14-7, but we were down there inside their 20 with an opportunity to score even then. So it's going to be real important for us to go in at halftime here. Uh, we have not been real strong in making adjustments at halftime. We need to come out and... Uh, you know, it's anybody's ball game going in the second half.
0: It definitely is. 14-7, Chippewa on top of this one right now at halftime. We're going to be talking with Jody Schilling, and we'll bring you scores and the stat story of the first half of tonight's ball game. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. Your score at halftime. It is Chippewa 14, Waynedale 7. Do you own or manage a business? Work with school athletics? Make a great first impression with Murphy's Promotions. Make your name known. Murphy's Promotions will make your business stand out from the crowd. Murphy's Promotions specializes in silk screening, custom embroidery, and promotional products. Brand your business today by using Murphy's Promotions. Use your logo on shirts, hats, jackets, bags, and much more. Murphy's can also take care of your promotional products. Pens, pencils, bags, and blankets. Murphy's Promotions, 330-464-1970. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed, family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood. No one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you to bring your vision to life and tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to weavercustomhomes.com. You're listening to an ultimate sports talk presentation of Waynedale Golden Bears football. It's time for the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show. The Apple Creek Bank. Visit applecreekbank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. Welcome back to Halftime here at Waynedale High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Tim Ebert. And tonight, the Waynedale Golden Bears are taking on the Chippewa Chips. But last night, the Waynedale Lady Bears volleyball team battled for first place against the Doughton Lady Bulldogs. It has always been, pardon the pun, a dogfight between these two ball clubs for the last four years. Sammy Ice was just a freshman the last time Waynedale won the Wayne County Athletic League Conference championship in volleyball. Now she's a senior. She's leading this volleyball club. They are now 11-4 and overall, and laughter last night's five-set victory over Dalton. They are now 7-1 and in conference play, and they are tied with Dalton for first place as they head into the final games of the regular season. Ice, as we mentioned, well, she had an outstanding evening. We mentioned that in the pregame show. 17 kills, she had four block shots, and 18 digs. But she wasn't the only one that had an outstanding game for Jody Schilling's crew. Morgan Wiss had 18 kills. That was a team high last night. Lindsey Troyer scored 10 points. Amy St. John dished out 22 assists. Maggie Koblenz delivered five huge blocks. And Jade Mast finished with 17 digs for Wayndale as they just played an all-around team game. We had a chance to talk with Wayndale coach Jody Schilling after last night's win. Jody, if you can, after this five set victory by the bears over doubt and explain first of all how you did it and the feelings about how you did it
2: um, this is something we've wanted to do for the last three years um- We we won the league uh, three years ago, and this year the girls decided they wanted to do this again, and Dalton has been the nemesis in the last three years. And um, we came out, and we knew the game plan. We know they have Emma in the front row, and um, we just tried to find some ways that we could stop her and some ways that we could get through their defense, which is very good as well.
0: What did you do in this game that you didn't do in the first game?
2: We were not near as aggressive in the first game against Dalton as we were this game. Hitting-wise, serving-wise, attacking, even digging-wise, and blocking-wise. We just came out timid and scared and shy in game one um, against them. And in this game, we were not. We were ready to hit.
0: You know, I think one player I want to talk to you about is Sammy Ice. She just seemed to be all over the floor tonight.
2: Sammy is... A complete player. Sammy is a digger. Sammy is a server. Sammy is a hitter. Sammy is a blocker. Sammy is a complete all-around, one of the best players I've ever coached in 18 years of volleyball.
0: And she, like I said, she was just all over. She seemed to lead this team. Just wouldn't wouldn't give up. Matter of fact, I thought in the fourth game, maybe it's just maybe you didn't get the ball to her enough.
2: No, I agree. I think, I think in um, games two and four, we didn't get her the ball quite enough. Emma started coming out, though, and getting a good block on her. So we wanted to try to move it around so that that block would not be camped on her for other games too. Did you make a concentrated
0: effort to get her the ball more and then in game five?
2: Yes, yes. We were talking to our setters that we need to get her the ball in game five so we need to do some things to try to get the block off of her and then we did those things.
0: What was she doing tonight that was so different than any other night with her being able to get the kills down?
2: Um, she was hitting the ball extremely hard but she was also hitting the ball where we needed her to hit the ball. We know kind of more now where Dalton's holes were from the first game um, and watched the video on that and so then we were trying to get into those holes, and Sammy hit those holes today.
0: And what about the big girl for Dalton? You seem to be able to avoid her most of the evening.
2: Yeah, she um, actually sprained her ankle this weekend, and I think that um, hurt her lateral movement a little bit, too. So she was a little slower getting to the blocks. So we tried mm-hmm. to spread the floor and do 30 feet of hitting and to keep her having to go side to side more.
0: How about your serve game tonight? How was that? Uh,
2: we served tough. We missed a few more serves than I would have liked to, especially game four. <laughs> um, we missed more serves (laughs) but when you serve aggressive, you miss more serves, and we wanted to serve aggressive.
0: This puts you into a tie for first place with Dalton in the league. How does this set you up for the rest of the way?
2: Well, this is the first game of the second round, so we can't come out and, and uh, false step or misstep in any game from here on out. We've got to beat everybody else in the league to stay in first place.
0: Who else other than Dalton is, is going to be the nemesis throughout the rest of the year?
2: Um, uh, Norwayne gave us a really, really good game in the league. Um, Chippewa gave us a great game the first time. I, I don't feel that we played our best ball that game, but they, they took us to five games in the first round, so we want to come back and we want to stay aggressive on them and take them to three.
0: This you time. know, a lot of coaches, they'll look, at a game like this and say this was the stepping stone to get even better and to go over the hump. Is that what you're thinking about this one?
2: Yes, this was this was the the stone that's been in our way for a long, long time and uh, Sammy's the only player I had that was on the league winning team as a freshman um, on the varsity team and, and that played there and it's been a stone for her and me the last few years and so this is now the chance to go on farther and really go on in tournaments. We're really looking forward to uh, making some moves in tournaments. Dalton's not in our division so they're not in our tournament but I think that we can really come out of there
0: well jody congrats and we'll talk to you down the road
2: great thank you so much
0: of course the big girl that we talked about in that interview with jody schilling emma granger she is heading to west virginia university to play volleyball after she sustained that sprained ankle earlier this week she still found a way to smash home 31 kills in the game lauren hicks had 19 points and four aces Kirsten Schaup finished up with twelve points and seventeen digs, while Kelsey Schaup recorded a team high twenty-three digs for Dalton. Dalton's now twelve and two overall. They're seven and one in the Wayne County Athletic League, tied now with Wayne at seven and one. The Lady Bears are eleven and four overall. Their next game will be tomorrow morning. They will be at ten o'clock and they will be entertaining Canton central catholic keep in mind that we will be bringing you a wayndale volleyball game coming up on october 13th that's a thursday night and that will be over at West Salem, near West Salem, I should say, at Northwestern High School. And the Lady Bears will be taking on the Lady Huskies in volleyball action that evening, and they could be going for the Wayne County Athletic League title. Dave Williams and I will bring you the action of that contest as we're going to try to do volleyball on the radio. Should be a very interesting venture coming up on October the 13th. Nevertheless, Wayndale now tied for the top spot in the conference in volleyball. It's homecoming night here at Wayndale High School. The Bears taking on the Chippewa Chips. Tim Ebert and I will be back with more of our Apple Creek Bank Halftime Report right after this timeout. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel. We have new website-compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Dave Mitchell, Tim Ebert back at Waynedale High School being entertained by the Chippewa Marching Band. 14-7. The Chip's on top of it here at halftime. Tim, you know, from one week to the next, we've talked about how much improvement the Bears have shown what they've done differently as far as not only scheme-wise, but personnel-wise, they started out the ball game with different starters. They didn't go with Logan Stanley or Kyle Ice, and they started out with, with Gage Gray and also Max Lemon in the backfield. They started out with them, moved the ball, had success, jumped out to a 7-0 lead. They're now down 14-7. to but. Maybe the big thing is just the move of Ferrar, just eliminating the tight end out of the offense and moving Ferrar back to the offensive line and maybe stabilizing that unit.
1: Well, and uh, Ferrar certainly has contributed quite a bit on the, on the line today. We, uh, our offense clearly looks a lot different. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, using him at tight end the first four weeks, I think we only really, uh, what, he had one or two receptions total on the season anyhow. So it's not like... Uh, We're taking away a huge part of our offense. Yeah, he had five receptions, 40 yards,
0: and he wasn't a target much of Derek Reber either. So really, at at that point in time, he was almost a wasted unit at the tight end position, but you're moving back inside at that left tackle spot where he's at now, right beside Ty Straits, and you've got yourself a good one-two pair.
1: And uh, we certainly have looked way different on offense this evening than we did in the first four weeks. Oh, definitely. The scoring went how tonight, Tim? Well, as Dave mentioned, we started off, once again, second game in a row. Dave, uh, the Bears jumped out to a 7-0 leave on that uh, long 47-yard TD pass from uh, Reber to Purdy. Um, Chippewa, uh, in typical fashion, took a lot of time uh, running the ball, capped off by a Durbin seven-yard run. And then uh, Chippewa also scored in the second quarter on a 17-yard pass to Thompson from Thompson to Henniger. but to be honest, Dave, that was more like a two-yard pass that he ran in himself. So uh, Chippewa really has not had a whole lot of success passing downfield.
0: Well, as far as taking a look at some scores that are going on around the area right now, we've got at halftime, Northwestern leading Chippewa or leading Hillsdale, I should say, 28 to 14. That over at Jeromesville. You know, we haven't seen Northwestern yet. We'll see them next week. I know Toot is playing excellent play at quarterback. But I'll tell you what, if they're up 28-14 on Hillsdale, they've got to be one heck of a football team.
1: Well, I, I will say this. Uh, if tonight's the ground game, next week will be the air attack game. They're going to pass it a lot, and uh, they've put up some impressive stats through four weeks.
0: They really have. So Northwestern, it looks like uh, if the continues to hold true for them, uh, they will come into next week's game unbeaten. 34-7, Norwayne up on Dalton at the half so norway really rolling over the bulldogs now
1: yeah well you know the bulldogs have played real well first four weeks of the season first real tough test this week and uh, norway is showing that it's going to take a lot to beat them as well
0: other scores smithville's up 13 nothing at the half over ritman triway beating tusky six to three in the second quarter triway trying to bounce back after that loss last week, fifty-six to nothing to Manchester, that basically shocked everybody in this area. Worcester up seven to six over Ashland. And that's a look at the scores so far. Now it's twenty-one to nothing. Smithville over Rittman at the half. That's a look at the scores. We'll take a look at the stat story of tonight's first half of action. Waynedale down by a touchdown to the Chips, fourteen to seven. For over 100 years, the Apple Creek Banking Company has proudly served the community we live in, from helping to sponsor events like Dale Athletics to working hard to give you a quick response on your home, business, or land financing needs. If you have not experienced working with us, we invite you to make a change to a bank that cares and appreciates your business. Coming soon, a new website compatible on all devices. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC.
6: 14-7,
0: Wayndale down by a touchdown to the Chippewa Chips. Right now in the bottom of the fourth inning, it's the White Sox and Cleveland tied up at 2-2. The Indians trying to clinch the... American League Central Division title. Their magic number is now four. Worcester is up now 14-6 to in their game against Ashland, and that is at the half. And like we said, uh, it is nothing Smithville over Rittman at the half. Just to let you know how the Indians tied it up, Ramirez hit a two-run homer to tie it up in the fourth inning. What a year that guy's having. Talk about coming out of nowhere. <laughs> So let's take a look at the stats for the first half of this ballgame. First of all, for the Waynedale Golden Bears, they ran the ball 16 times for 50 yards, passing Derek Reber 5 for 10 for 120 yards and one touchdown. So the Bears have 170 yards of total offense. They committed nine first downs, no penalties in the first half. They did have the one, but it was an offsetting penalty.
1: And no turnovers, Dave. They took care of the ball real well. Also, uh, in their own right, we're able to control a lot of the clock. Absolutely. And they've had two sacks in the
0: ball game Individually, Derek Reber has run the ball eight times for 15 yards, but Logan Stanley six times for 40 yards. And for receiving, Colton Purdy has got four catches tonight for 110 yards and one touchdown and Matt Zimmerle has one catch tonight for 10 yards. For the Chips, they've run the ball 19 times for 107 yards. Cole Thompson is six of eight passing for 61 yards, so they've got 168 yards in total offense. They've got eight first downs in the first half, and to no one's surprise, five of them came via the run. Three penalties for 20 yards. They had one sack in the ball game. Individually, Jake Zollinger, 10 carries for 80 yards. And Cole Durbin has got four carries for 14 yards tonight. As far as receiving, their leading receiver again is Cole Durbin. He's got three catches for seven yards, but their leading yardage receiver is Charlie Henniger. He's got two catches for 39 yards tonight. We're about four and a half minutes away from second half action. Tim and I will preview the second half when we come back right after this final timeout. When choosing a bank, wouldn't you prefer a local institution with years of commitment to the area it serves? Since 1904, the Apple Creek Banking Company has been that kind of bank. We believe in our neighbors, our towns, and our way of life. For over 100 years, we've provided products and services specifically tailored for your needs. That's why we've stayed independent, serving the area with six locations. At the Apple Creek Banking Company, we provide quick responses with your business, home, or land financing needs. Service with integrity. Today, that's what matters. We've been here and will be here when you need us. So when you're ready for your first home, a new home or car, or just want the hometown feel, we have new website compatible apps on all devices coming soon. Bank local. Bank better. The Apple Creek Banking Company. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Well, Tim, as we talked with Dan Stutz as he went up the the stairway, the assistant coach of the Bears, two formations. That's all the Bears have used tonight.
1: Well, they might be only using two formations, but they got a number of plays that they're running out of that. uh, um, Just showing a lot more creativity, Dave. This is not like the offense we saw in the first four weeks.
0: No, absolutely not. And, again, I'm going to give all the credit to the fact that Ben Farrar has been put back on the offensive line. Not only does Derek Reber have more time, to throw the football, but the Bears have more open holes, and Logan Stanley is is really being able to pick and choose these holes tonight like he can.
1: Well, certainly, uh, Mike Boley from Chippewa, I'm sure was not expecting the uh, creativity and the variety that the Bears have shown. Uh, um, to be real honest, uh, we, we've chucked it deep several times, and they have yet to really um, show that they can stay in front of our receivers. We can get down past them, and as we mentioned, they have poor safety help over top.
0: They do. They haven't had hardly any safety. You, you mentioned in the first quarter, you really didn't see any safety help that the Chips had in the
1: first couple of series. No, not until about the third series they finally put a safety back there. And then we, even then we mentioned he was late getting over.
0: Well, and, and Hillsdale last week threw the ball more than what the coaching staff and even we anticipated that they were going to do. So obviously Boley saw that on the game films and decided to try to use that to his advantage. And, and no, know, and knows that the Bears were going to have a tough time even throwing the football, uh, the way that they've been moving it, but. You know, I'll tell you what, this whole move with, with Ben Ferrar back to the offensive line was so secret, Z didn't even tell me about it yesterday.
1: Well, it has made a big difference, uh, I would agree. Uh, Reber, it looks a whole lot more comfortable, and boy, just giving him even a half second more times, allowing our receivers to get past their one-on-one matchups on the outside. Absolutely. The chips are
0: coming out, we are at halftime here, and we're about ready for second half action here at Waynedale High School, Chippewa. Up on top of the Bears by a score of 14-7 to 7 here at halftime. The second half is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the Apple Creek Bank Halftime Show, brought to you by the Apple Creek Bank. Visit AppleCreekBank.com or stop by one of our six convenient locations. We'll go back to the field for the second half of this Waynedale Golden Bears football game after this on UltimateSportsTalk.com. In the moment you need a funeral home, choose one that can exceed your expectations. That's the Spidel Funeral Home. Every day, the Spidel Funeral Home proves what matters most, family. They've been family-owned and operated for over 125 years. And when you come in, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting with your choices. And trust your family with their care, the Spidel Funeral Home, in two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster. The Spidel Funeral Home. Just like family, there when you need them. <laughs> Since 1990, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru has been a part of the community, supporting the area, town, and the Wayndale Golden Bears. Just like the Bears, the Apple Creek Drive-Thru brings a history of success, performance, tradition, and hard work. No need to get out of your car, just cruise in. At the Apple Creek Drive-Thru, you can get cold beverages, snacks, pizza, everything you need. Located at 23 Main Street in downtown Apple Creek, Art Weaver at the Apple Creek Drive-Thru wishes the Wayndale Golden Bears the best of luck. Stop by after the game. 14-7, 14-7 Chippewa up on the scoreboard on top of the Waynedale Golden Bears. Tim, you're a superstar.
1: Hey, you know, uh people come up here, the kids and they amongst, come up. 10-year-old yeah, I am.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that that's nice to know. <laughs> anyway, it's 14 to 7. Now, what kind of adjustments do the Bears have to make here at halftime? Probably not too many because you know Chippewa's going to make a few, but you got to do something to to uh throw a little wr- a wrinkle, I would think, into things.
1: Well, clearly, you know is going to run the ball, Dave. Um, uh, even though Zollinger has really had 80 yards this first half, uh, I think it, it can't be understated uh, how much they're probably missing Brown tonight. Uh, he was averaging almost 200 yards per ball game. Uh, so, we've been able to, uh, yeah, give up some yards to Zollinger, but if you take a look at their stats, not too many other people have too many more yards. So, we've been able to contain that running game quite a bit just down to one person
0: yeah zollinger's got 80 yards on 10 carries the rest of the team has got nine carries for 27 yards so that's an average of three yards a carry so realistically i mean you look at it yeah the bears have been able to stack up everybody else but that being said they've got to do something to try to slow down zollinger too
1: yeah they do um once again, Dave, they have not really shown the ability to throw deep. Uh, most of their completions have been just little hitch passes that they've really just outside runs. Um, and they've been clearly running uh, a lot of their big yardages come off that left side. So, um, you know, we've been burned a couple of times on their misdirections back to the left. We need to stay at home and hopefully uh, not give up those chunk plays that we had.
0: You know, I was watching the official talking at midfield with Colton Purdy, one of the captains for the Bears, and Trent Harrell, the one of the captains for the chips, and it was almost like he was scolding both players and telling them to settle things down in the second half and go back and tell their respective teams to settle things down here in the second half. I'm not sure what that could be all about, but nevertheless, that's what it looked like from up here.
1: I'll tell you what, Dave, you know, it's one thing to talk to the players like that. The the referees have total control of that. You know, if there's unnecessary roughness and dirty play going out there, you know, they have the flags. And we've seen tonight, uh, uh, at least from the one official, his uh, inability to throw the flag. Absolutely.
0: One college score, Wyoming is leading Montana State 13 to nothing in the second quarter of play. You know, it's snowing out in Wyoming now. I didn't hear that. It's snowing out there. I spent three years out in Gillette, and it would snow any day of the year out in Wyoming. 14-7 to 7 here. It's not snowing here. It's about 75 degrees, just a beautiful night for football here as we get ready to start the second half of play. The Bears are going to kick it off to Chippewa. Chippewa won the opening coin toss and deferred. Andy Ford will be kicking it off for the first time tonight. Second time, excuse me. Back set to return, Henninger and Huglin. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. 14-7, chips on top. Bears going from right to left across your computer screen to start the second half. Ford approaches it, kicks it off, kicks it deep. Nice kickoff. It'll be taken in by Henniger at the 14th. To the 20, to the 25, cuts to the left, to the 30, across the 35, out to the 40, and he's going to be hit from behind and dropped across the 40, out to the 43-yard line. So a 28-yard return on the play for Henniger.
1: Well, I hate to sound like a broken record, Dave, but it seems like every defensive possession we have is a big possession for the Bears. Uh, this will be a big test. The right in this ballgame, a three and out would be huge for them.
0: Huggling out wide right. Henninger goes wide left. Now the Chips show a different formation. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. Straight wing formation out of the shotgun. Moving in motion to Zollinger. He gets it off the left tackle. Zollinger on the jet. Just keeps his legs churning across midfield. And he'll take it down to the Waynedale 48-yard line, 49-yard line. Boy, a nice run by Zollinger. Picks up seven yards on the carry. Second down, three yards to go for the chips at the Waynedale 49-yard line. We've just begun the second half of play here from Waynedale High School. Hall comes in late, lines up tight end left. Now Trent Harrell moves over to the right tackle spot. Zollinger, wing right, hand off to Durbin. Durbin off the right tackle, tripped up right at the line of scrimmage by Ty Straight. And he struggles forward, dives forward across the 45, and he's got the first down after a gain of three. Durbin had a big head of steam and managed to pick up the initial first down of this second half of play. 11 minutes and running left to go in the third quarter. Hugland out wide to the right. Durbin now lines up in the backfield with Petty. Zollinger, wing right. Zollinger comes straight forward, handoff to Durbin. Durbin hit at the line, struggles forward, across the 40, breaks into the clear, across the 35 and brought down at the 34-yard line, tackle made on the play by Waynedale's Ty Straits.
1: Once again, Dave uh, Durbin only stands five foot seven. He's able to tuck right in behind those big linemen, and it's real hard to find him. So that'll give them
0: a first down. 27 yards on six carries tonight for Durbin. Zollinger gets it off left tackle across the 30. Breaks into the clear to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Chippewa. And a flag comes in from the side judge. The same side judge that can't see a face mask managed to just see all the way across the field at whatever it was that he saw, about 35 yards. I, you know, I... I have a reputation of criticizing officials, but this guy is turning out to really be questionable. 10 20 to go, 34 yard touchdown run, and it'll be whatever it is, it will be enforced on the kickoff. Matt Zerker coming out, he wants to discuss things with the official. I don't know how you can miss two face mask penalties within five yards, but see something 40. Dead ball, personal foul against the Bears. Bears. And I believe they say it's against one of the defensive backs for the Bears. So Zimmerle goes over the 100-yard mark. He's got 121 yards rushing. Dave, that came off the left side again. So it's 20-7 to Chippewa, Gerstenslager in to attempt the extra point. Thompson the holder. Good snap from center. Thompson gets the hold down. The kick is up and the kick is good. 10-20 to go in the third quarter of play from Waynedale. Your score. It is Chippewa 21, Waynedale 7. Fun in the pool may be ending for the season, but it will return. And when that time arrives, contact the experts in water hauling, Reber Milk Transport. Yes, they do milk, but they also supply the water for your swimming pool. Don't fill your pool from a slow garden hose. That takes time and it's expensive. Rebers will fill your pool fast and have you ready for the new season in hours, not days. And Reber Milk Transport will be prompt in their delivery. Call 330-466-5738 for your water needs next season. Keep cool with Reaver Milk Transport in Apple Creek. Since 1970, Ivan Weaver Construction has worked to build long-term relationships with their clients. Ivan Weaver Construction goes above and beyond to learn your company in order to construct a building best suited to your needs. As a general contractor, they provide commercial construction, retail, religious, medical, hospitality, and residential. Customer satisfaction is always their greatest desire. Contact the company that brings honesty and integrity to the table. Ivan Weaver Construction in Fredericksburg. 695-3461. Well, it's 21-7. Chippewa on top of the Bears. It was a 15-yard personal foul penalty assessed against the Bears. And, Tim, that's the Bears' first penalty of the night.
1: And as a result, Dave... Chippewas kicking off from the Bears 45. Uh, they're already in Bears territory. I would really watch an onside kick here. Absolutely.
0: 10 20 to go in the third quarter. Bears down by two touchdowns. Gersten Slager will supposedly kick the ball away. It's Purdy and Zimmerly back. He's going to pooch it and now he's going to drive it. Nice kick right back to the goal line taken by Zimmerly. Zimmerly up the left side to the 10, and he'll be dropped at the 13 yard line. So a return by Matt Zimmerly of 12 yards. And it's first down and 10 for the Bears at their own 13. 10-14 to go in this third quarter.
1: Well, Dave, it'll be interesting to see if uh, the Bears come out in the second half with the same aggressive attitude they had in the first half. Uh, they're backed up to the, at their own 14. Uh, are we going to just hand it off, or are we going to... Continue to air it out like we did occasionally on the first half.
0: Kyle Ice is back into the ball game for the longest time. He was on the sideline stretching out his leg, but he's back in to start the second half wing right. Logan Stanley in motion to the right side. He gets the handoff on the right side. He's got some room across the 15, and he takes it down to the 19-yard line. Gain of five yards on the carry for Logan Stanley. And it's second down, five yards to go for the Bears. You know, Tim, we were so speaking so glowingly of the Bears and the way they were moving the football in the first half and it just dawned on me they've still only scored seven points.
1: Yeah, but Dave, we were down inside the 20-yard uh, line once. We turned it over on downs. We, we were able to move the ball. We weren't, uh, I mean, I think Colton pretty punted one time.
0: Reber? Out of the shotgun. High snap. Rolls out to the left. He looks up the field. He's got Purdy. It is complete. And check that. that Zimmerly at the 36-yard line. Brought down immediately on the play by Josh Cowan of Chippewa. Boy, a big play out to the 37-yard line is where they're going to spot him after the 18-yard completion.
1: Uh, Reaver did an awesome job on that pass. They put that right over his shoulder. And that's not an easy pass on the run like that. Absolutely not. Two,
0: carry, two catches tonight. For Zimmerly, 28 yards. First, first down of the second half. Kyle Ice moves in motion to the right wing position. Bears, a lot of confusion on the offensive set. Reber, out of the pistol. He's going to run it off left tackle. Cuts it up the middle across the 40, maybe to the 41-yard line. They'll stop him right at the 40. Gain of three yards on the carry for Reber. And it brings up second down, seven yards to go with 8.55 remaining in the third quarter it's imperative that the bears get a score here i would think tim down by two touchdowns
1: yeah character of a good team is being able to respond dave and uh, you know uh, chippewa came out scored real quick would be a big statement if the bears could come back and respond themselves 835 and running stanley behind reber now moves to the left of
0: reber out of the shotgun ball in the near hash mark dropping back is reber he's going to throw it up that left side again to zimmerly zimmerly dropped the ball Boy, he had the defensive player Cowan beat up the left side. The ball was just a little bit behind him, but he couldn't bring it in, and it's incomplete.
1: Right off of his right shoulder, Dave, but once again, zimmerlee has got this late separation, has the Chippewa player beat, beaten deep, and absolutely no safety help by Chippewa.
0: They keep going man-to-man defense on the receivers by the Bears, and so far, it's paid off for them. Purdy goes out wide to the right on third and seven. Ball at the 40-yard line. Chup wide to the left. Zimmerly slot left. Kyle Ice is wing right. Now Stanley moves over to the left. Zimmerly moves in motion to the far side. Ball is snapped. Reber drops back. Dumps it off to the left-hand side to Stanley. Stanley evades the tackle. To For the 45, to the 50. He's got the first down into Chippewa territory and down to the 47-yard line.
1: That was totally all Logan there, Dave. He got the ball probably two yards in front of the line of scrimmage had probably four or five Chippewa defenders, no Wayndale blockers at all out there, and he just made probably three or four Chippewa defenders miss. First catch of the
0: night, first down for the Bears at the Chippewa 46-yard line. Good play disguise there by the Bears. Now Varner is in the backfield. Check that. that is, yes, that is Varner. Stanley is out to the right. Rebert moves Zimmerle in motion. They're going to hand it off to Zimmerle, and Zimmerly is going to be hit behind the line and dropped. Right back to the 45-yard line. Zimmerly got hit late, no call, but that's a loss of eight yards on the carry to Matt Zimmerle.
1: We've tried to run that play twice, and I don't believe it's been very successful either time. Not really.
0: So it'll be second down and 18 yards to go for the Bears, but now they're back in their own territory at the 46-yard line. 724 and running. Ice, wing left, now they run trips out to the left-hand side. Purdy out wide right, out of the straight shotgun is Reber. Moving in motion Is Stanley Reber gets the snap, rolls out to his left, looking upfield. He's going to throw the ball up the middle, and it is incomplete to Zimmerle. Reber was rolling to his left, tried to throw back against his body, up the field to Zimmerle, who was open up the middle of the field, but he just couldn't get enough punch on the football to get it to Zimmerle. So it's third down, 17 yards to go with 704 left in the third quarter. Indians are now down four to two to the White Sox in the fifth inning. Trips to the right for the Bears. Reber with the ball in the far hash mark at the forty six yard line. Third and seventeen. Stanley moves in motion. Reber's gonna keep it around left end. He's going to take it across the 45, out near midfield. He's going to be run out of bounds near midfield. They're going to spot him at about the 47-yard line, so give him about two yards on the carry. And it will bring up fourth down. And 15 yards to go, 14 yards to go. And it's punting time for the Bears from their own 47-yard line. So that loss to Zimmerly on second down, or first down, really cost the Bears at the beginning of the drive. 6.57 to go in the third quarter and Purdy will punt it away. 21.7 Chippewa, good snap. Purdy gets a high spiral kick away that it'll be taken in by Henniger at the 25 to the 30, gets a block to the 35, 40. There's a flag being thrown by the side judge across the midfield stripe to the 40 down to the 35 yard line. All right, Tim, that's going to be a block in the back. But the problem that I've got is the back judge, who was 10 yards from it, never threw the flag, and the side judge, who has an aversion to face mask penalties, threw it from 40 yards away and is going to call it as a block in the back.
1: He might be nearsighted, Dave, because he can see things far away real well. It's the ones that are real close to him that he's having a problem with.
0: Evidently, because now that's going to mark the chips. After that block in the back, which was performed at about the 36-yard line, they'll mark off the penalty from the 36. I mean, it was an obvious block in the back. There was no doubt about that one, but the back judge who was there within 10 yards just never made the call. Well
1: I, I don't think it's going to be any secret, Dave. Uh, Chippewa up 21-7. to seven. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they throw it more than once or twice on this, on this series of plays. You know they're just going to run it. I wouldn't be surprised a lot to the left side.
0: T formation for the chips, and now a flag thrown by the side judge. It's offsides against Waynedale. Bears lined up in the neutral zone. So the Bears with the penalty. their second of the night here, both in the second half. And it will be first and five as they'll move the ball forward to the 31-yard line. 6.41 to go in the third quarter. Chippewa on top of a 21-7. Now empty backfield. Moving a motion to the near side is Durbin. He'll get the pitch out around the right-hand side. Cuts it right up the middle across the 35, down to the 37-yard line. It's a gain of five yards on the carry to Durbin. He's getting an opportunity to run the football tonight, Tim, and he's taking advantage of it.
1: Yeah, he has not uh, broken off a real huge one, Dave, but he's real good at getting that uh, six, seven, eight yards every time he touches the ball.
0: The sophomore is extremely elusive. Ball in the near hash mark. T formation again out of the pistol. Durbin lines up wing left, out wide right is Huglin. Good snap, handoff to Zollinger, off left tackle. Takes it across the 40, out to the 41-yard line for a gain of three. They're like, remember the movie, remember the Titans? Yeah. They are just, they're just continue to run and run and run the ball, just you know, like the Veer. You
1: know, I've been noticing, Dave, you know, a good 80% of the plays, they don't even have any wideouts lined up wide. Um, they tuck their formation in. They just tell you they're going to run the ball.
0: Second down, long seven to go, empty backfield. Now moving in motion. Now there is motion by the chips. Petty. Move just before the snap of the ball, and it'll be illegal procedure called against the Chips. That's their sixth penalty of the night for 45 yards so far here this evening. 5.43 to go in this third quarter. 21 7. Chippewa on top of it. That'll mark the ball back to the 35, and it brings up second down, 12 yards to go. Chips look over at Mike Boley, their head coach, in his fourth year. Boy, has he been successful at Chippewa during this time period. T formation. Moving out to the right now is Thompson. He's going to throw the football. It is complete to Petty. Petty at the 40. Brought down by Colton Purdy at the 44-yard line. So a gain of eight yards on the reception. Thompson has completed his last five passes
1: in a row. You know, they, Dave, they just pass just enough to keep you honest, don't they? They do. And it's third down, three yards to
0: go. Hall will leave the ball game as they bring Durbin back in. Now they're showing somewhat of a spread formation. Two receivers out wide to the left, one out wide right. Zollinger in motion. Zollinger gets the handoff. Stopped up at the line of scrimmage and dropped right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. First time tonight, the Bears have gotten penetration on a Zollinger run. Tie straight right in there along with Farrar.
1: Good job and on, on down that left side. Right, you're right, Dave. It's the first time they've run in that direction where we've been able to s- stuff them like that. Fourth
0: down, and it's punting time, and it's going to be Zollinger who's going to punt the ball away. They had Luke Brown come in in the first half and tried to punt it, but his leg just will not allow it, so Zollinger is going to take over the punting duties, and he'll punt it away from his own 45-yard line. Four minutes left to go in the third quarter. Zollinger left-foots it away from Purdy. It'll hit at the Waynedale 35-yard line, bounce out of bounds at the 30-yard line. So a 25-yard punt. And the Bears will take it over 1st and 10 from their own 30. 3.59 left to go in the third quarter. Your score. It's Chippewa 21, Wayndale 7. Harvest Market is a full-service grocery store in the corner of Apple Creek with the finest fresh local meats, ground beef and sausage prepared on site, and steaks cut to order in the old-fashioned butcher shop. Stop in and pick up hot meals ready to go. Harvest Market is known for their barbecue chicken and smoked ribs. There's a full-service deli, locally made baked goods, fresh produce, hand-dipped ice cream, and a huge selection of chips, snacks. And beverages. Let Harvest Market prepare your meal or party trays for you. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7, and Sundays 10 to 6. Come taste the difference. 3.59 left to go in the third quarter of play. It's 21-7. Chippewa on top of it. Bears take it over first and 10. They're going to mark it at the 33-yard line. And Matt Zerker now has got to take a timeout. Evidently, the Bears did not have the allotment of players on the sideline, out on the field. So the Bears will use a timeout. That's the first of the second half. We'll take one. Also, 3.59 left to go. It's 21-7, Chippewa. Casa de Sassi is a family-owned business built on timeless principles of honesty, integrity, and quality. Like Timeless Values, their products are manufactured to resemble the classic old-world Italian style. Providing a quality product that meets your needs is just the beginning of the care you get from Casa de Sassi. Earning your trust is vitally important which is why they always operate in an ethical manner with the highest value for integrity. Call Casa de Sassi today, 330-830-9760. Well, what would appear to be a wasted timeout, Tim, by the Bears, they just didn't have enough players on the field. And in a game like this, when you're down by two touchdowns and you've got the football, that timeout may prove to be very, very crucial. 21-7. Chippewa on top, Reber, empty backfield. He's going to roll out to the left. He tucks it under, he's going to run the football, cuts inside a block, and takes it out to the 35-yard line for a gain of two.
1: Reber? Tell, tell you what, Reber's going to be sore after this ballgame, Dave. He's sore after every ball game. Banged up, sore.
0: Chubb comes into the ballgame now for the Bears and leaving is Max Lemmon. 3.32 and running. Second down, eight yards to go. Ball resting at the 35-yard line in Wayndale territory. We've got a 4-4 four to four ball game. Indians in the bottom of the fifth, tied with the White Sox. Reber moves Zimmerle in motion to the far side. Ball in the near hash mark. Reber... He's going to pitch it out to Logan Stanley, up to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, and he tried to break a tackle, couldn't get past Cowan, and he's brought down in Chippewa territory at the 40-yard line. That's a 25-yard run by Logan Stanley.
1: You know, Reaver holds on to that ball to the absolute last minute, Dave. He takes punishment, but boy, does that create a lot of space for Logan.
0: It absolutely did. Boy, he waited till the very last possible second. First and ten at the Chippewa 40-yard line for the Bears. Reber again, going to keep it off the left side. He's got a lot of green to the 30, to the 25, 20. Cuts to the left side. Lost the handle. Goes back, picks it up, and it is taken away by the Chips. Chippewa will come back with the football on the fumble by Derek Reber. He had a lot of green and just reached in. It looked like Cowan reached in and stripped the football, and Hugland, Recovers it at the 12-yard line in Chippewa territory. Wow.
1: That's a backbreaker, Dave. Reber was literally going in for the score. Uh, got a glancing blow right on the ball. Ball on the ground, and the first turnover of the night really, really hurts the Bears.
0: So Chippewa will have it first and 10 at the their own 12-yard line. They're going to mark it, let's say, it right in between the 12 and the 13. Huglin comes out wide to the left. Henniger goes out wide right. Zollinger lines up wing right. Thompson with an empty backfield out of the shotgun. Now they've got Petty lined up wing right. Zollinger moves in motion. He's going to get a pitch out around the left-hand side. Cuts it across the 15 out to the 20. Excuse me. That was across the 10 out to the 15. So a gain of three yards on the carry by Zollinger got 15 carries tonight Tim 127 yards rushing 232
1: left let's say go. 80% of those from the left side
0: they've just been predominantly left tonight as you noticed early in the ball game Huglin comes out wide to the right T formation behind Thompson in the backfield handoff goes to Zollinger. Zollinger cuts it back to the middle across the 20 to 25-30. That's Durbin. He breaks it into the clear. He's he across the 30 to the 20. Zimmerle dives. Can't get him. And Durbin is going to run it in from 84 yards out for the touchdown. There's the one that he broke, Tim.
1: Well, he's been close all night, Dave. There's a couple of them where we just got a shoestring touch on him to bring him down. This time, uh, he broke through. We had no safety help, and he showed the speed. He outran our defenders.
0: He absolutely did, and it is now 27-7, to and that would just about break the Bears' backs with a minute 58 left to go in this third quarter. Gerstenslager in to attempt the extra point. Thompson gets the hold down, and it is good. 158 left to go in this third quarter of play from Waynedale. Your score: it's Chippewa 28, Waynedale 7. Troyer Roofing is your fully certified, factory-trained residential and commercial roofing expert, but they offer more than just roofing. Troyer's now features the Roll-On Rock system. This puts a finish on your concrete floor with an incredible gloss that has multicolored flakes and is hot tire resistant. It won't stain, darken, or peel. It's the best-looking clear top coat available and is three times stronger than ordinary epoxy. For a free quote on your floor, roof, or anything in between, call Troyer Roofing and Construction, 330-857-7865, or see their website, TroyerRoof.com. 28-7 Chippewa on top of it, and Tim, the fumble. I mean, you can't, you know, Derek Rebert is an excellent quarterback. He's going to be an excellent quarterback. He's learning to play the position. But when he was running the football up the side, he didn't switch hands, and he had the football exposed to the defense, and they stripped him. Chippewa gets it back, and Durbin runs it in from 86 yards out for the
6: score.
1: And, Dave, a sign of a, a young football team is just how such small margin of error you have. We go from about scoring and one play layer now down 28-7. Uh, to seven.
0: So Chippewa teeing it up. They're getting set to kick it off, Gersten Slogger. And Tim and I were talking, and we're going to have to go back and research this, but we don't think the Bears have scored a second-half touchdown since late in the Ridgewood game in Week 2. Gerstenslager will kick it up, the left-hand side, the near side. It will be taken in by Zimmerly at the 13 across the 20. Bounces off a couple of tacklers to the 25, out to the 28-yard line. So a return of 15 yards by Zimmerly on the kickoff. And it's first and 10, Waynedale, with a minute 52 left to go in the third quarter of play, down by three touchdowns. 28-7, and they'll start it out at their own 27-yard
6: line.
1: Well, on the positive side, Dave, uh, we clearly are in a position where we need to start to open up the offense, uh, and this evening we've proven that we were able to throw the ball deep, but uh, now it's time to open it up.
0: Tribe up 6-4 to four now on the White Sox. Coco Crisp with a two-run double with two outs in the bottom of the fifth inning to give the Indians the lead, and a flag thrown, I believe, by... Well, I guess there is no flag thrown, just the official stop the play. They discussed things, and now things are back to normal. Moving in motion, Stanley. Bears have it. Reaver drops straight back. He's going to throw the ball up the middle, and it is over the head of Zimmerly and incomplete. Again, he had him down the middle of the field, but could not connect with him. A minute 46 and a second and 10 from the 20. I was
1: about to say, we really have not attacked the middle too much. Um, our receiver was open there. Virolanis, he just didn't know which shoulder to look over for that ball.
0: Another score coming in from Hillsdale, where it is now 42 14 Northwestern.
1: You might want to rethink Hillsdale being the best team in the league, Dave. Tell you what,
0: they may have just played their best football against us. Reber on second and 10 from the 28. Moves Zimmerle in motion to the far side. He's going to roll it out to the left, going to run the option. He's going to keep it this time, take it up to about the 29-yard line. Gain of about a yard on the play for Derek Reber. He's got 13 carries tonight for 51 yards, which is par for the course for Derek, but where the Bears have been successful is getting Logan Stanley out in the open. He's got eight carries for 76 yards.
1: I'll be honest, Dave, Reber probably has a, a slightly more than that. They're just getting credited to Stanley as he pitches the ball and Stanley gets credit for those runs because Derek's done a real good job uh, with that option.
0: So Reber with trips out to the far left-hand side, balling the near hash mark. Reber looking over the offense, trying to get everybody set. Takes the snap. Now the back judge is going to call the delay of game penalty against the Bears. That's their third penalty tonight for 15 yards. Almost got the snap off in time, but the back judge calls the penalty, and instead of third and nine, it's third and 14 from the 24. Well, it's supposed to be the 24, but they put it at the 25. Reber. Now moves Stanley to the left. Trips out to the left. Same formation. Dropping back. Reber is going to throw it up the left-hand side. He's got Purdy one-on-one, and it's over his head and incomplete. Good coverage out on that left-hand side by Lance Zerow. Boy, we haven't called his name very much. He was a monster in last year's game. But Zerow tonight, haven't heard a lot out of him. Incomplete pass. Pass. And it's fourth down for the Bears, so Purdy will punt it away with 37 seconds to go in the third quarter. Hugland is playing in a safety position. Now he realizes the Bears are going to punt the ball away, and now he drops back set to return. Purdy will punt it away. Set two, two punts tonight. That's a good snap from center. Good kick by Purdy into Chippewa territory and it'll bounce at the 44 yard line and they're going to mark him out of bounds right at the 44 yard line. So a 32 yard punt for Colton Purdy and it will be first and 10 for the Chips at their own 44 with 27 seconds left to go.
1: What do you think the odds are they're going to run the ball Dave?
0: Probably pretty good. I'd be surprised, really, Tim, if they put the ball in the air the rest of the game.
1: Well, with 27 seconds, I, w- I would think maybe there might be a chance for them to see if they can hit one up on top, but uh, they're probably going to run it.
0: Thompson out of the empty backfield. Now he moves Petty in motion. Thompson's going to keep it right up the middle, across midfield into Wayndale territory. He's going to be dropped down at the 45, marking right about at the 44-yard line. He's close to a first down. They'll give him 11 on the carry and a first down, and that should round out the first quarter of play. Ball at the 44-yard line, 14 seconds left to go, and let's see if the Chips elect to just let the clock run out, and it appears that they will. We're at the end of the third quarter of play from Waynedale High School in this Wayne County Athletic League contest. Your score at the end of three, it is Chippewa 28, Waynedale 7. Debs Den is your spot for fresh homemade food daily. Experience custom handcrafted sandwiches to your satisfaction. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's hometown dining at its best. Debs Den offers quick, easy service from the relaxing, comfortable atmosphere to their carryout service. They work hard to make your meals as delicious as possible. Breakfast hours are Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. and Sundays 9 to noon. Lunch and dinner hours are Tuesday through Thursday 11 to 8, Friday and Saturday 11 to 9, and Sunday 12 to 3. Closed on Monday. Debs Den next to the bar on main street in apple creek yoder builders in orville your one-stop shop for full-service construction services residential or remodeling construction masonry work finished basements and decks anything you need to improve your way of life yoder builders in orville offers uncompromising customer satisfaction on every job from the ground up to a new house and everything else call yoder builders in orville 330-684-1050. A member of the HBA and proud supporter of Wayne Athletics. Welcome back to Wayne High School, twenty eight seven Chippewa. On top of it as we enter the fourth quarter of play, Tim Ebert, along with Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along tonight on Old Chippewa with the bat the football. It's not basketball season, yet. Chippewa with the football at the Waynedale 45-yard line, first and ten. Hand off to Zollinger. Zollinger tied up at the 41-yard line by Kyle Ice and Derek Reber. Gain of four on the play for Zollinger. He's got 16 carries tonight, Tim, for unofficially 131 yards. Score from the Worcester-Ashland game. Ashland- has taken the lead 18-17 on Worcester late in the third quarter and as we said earlier it's 42-14 Northwestern over Hillsdale second down seven yards to go moving in motion Durbin gets an inside handoff he's gonna break it into the clear to the 20 15-10 5 touchdown 41 yard touchdown run by Durbin and it is now 34 to 7. Chippewa on top of it. Durbin in two carries, Tim, has got 119 yards. All total nine carries, 151
6: yards.
1: Well, I, th- I think Chippewa found a couple backs that are uh, picking up the slack for Brown tonight. Wow. Gerson Slugger in to attempt the extra point.
0: That's a low line drive kick, but he puts it through the uprights and good. 11-12 left to go in your football game. Your score, it is Chippewa 35, Wayndale
5: 7. Make the greener siding choice for your home. Seamless Sighting from Miller Custom Exteriors. We're the original ABC Seamless guys, and our siding is made of 100% American-made steel, the most recycled material in the world. I'm Miller Custom Exteriors President Lauren Miller. Our slightly obsessive Amish heritage guarantees you a phenomenal siding job, guaranteed, or we'll fix it free. Call Miller Custom Exteriors today for ABC Seamless Siding, the green siding choice, 1-800-589-4905, or visit us online at millercustomexteriors.com.
0: Great food and a southern atmosphere. That's at the Fire and Ice Pub, just outside of Fredericksburg. Your taste buds will water when you walk in for their southern pride smoked and boneless wings. But that's not all that's smoked. Try the Fire and Ice Pulled Pork, Beef Brisket, or the Smoked Meat Trio, Pork Brisket and Wings. Go for the Fire and Ice Specialties, the Cowboy and cowgirl Sunday, Hog Trout, or the Brunswick Stew Bread Bowl. All this and live bands, too, at the Fire and Ice Pub, just west of Fredericksburg on County Road 192. 11-12 left to go in the football game. It's 35-7 chippewa on top of it and again the bears are looking for their first second half score since late in the ridgewood game with just over a minute left to go in the ball game
1: that's that's a huge problem dave it really does not matter uh how much better you're playing on different parts of of the ball the different sides of the ball if if you have no points in the second half uh you can't win
0: and that's the problem with the Bears. They're down 35 to seven. Gerstenslager squibs it up the field. It's going to hit off one of the upbacks of Waynedale. Ball loose on the field at near midfield, and I believe the chips have got it, and they do. It hit off of one of the Waynedale upbacks, and it bounced right off of him. He could not get the ball back, and the fumble gives the ball back. Second turnover of the night by the Bears. Looked like it bounced off of Rhett Hofaker. Matt Boley, boy, he's all the way out to midfield, talking to the officials.
1: To be honest, Dave. I don't think that was an on-purpose onside kick. I think they were just trying to squib it hard down the middle, and uh, a bare player happened to just get in the way of it. Mike Boley came
0: all the way out to midfield inside the W. To talk to the official, now the officials are going to confer and they're going to come over and talk with Matt Zerker. And Matt wants to know why Boley was allowed to come out on the field and the official gives him whatever it was that he told him. Nonetheless, it's going to be Chippewa's football at the Bears' 46-yard line. 11.08 left to go in the football game. Chippewa with a 35-7 lead and the ball. And the handoff goes inside to Petty. Petty across the 40 to the 35-30. He broke it again. He's going to run it in for the score. Boy, three consecutive long runs by the Chips. That one, a 46-yard touchdown run by Trey Petty. And believe it or not, folks, with 10:59 left to go in the football game, we are again in the running clock. All three running backs tonight for the Chips have broken long touchdown runs. Petty, Zollinger, and Durbin. Gersten will kick it away. He will attempt the extra point, flag down the official, stop it, and it will be a legal motion called, I believe, against Chippewa. Well, let's see. The referee is counting players trying to see if they've got 11 on the field. And it appears that they do have 11, so he'll pick up the flag and take a math class come Monday. 10.59 left to go, so Gerstenslager will go ahead, and now he'll tee it up with Thompson, the holder. Good snap. Thompson sets it down, kick is up, and it is good. 10:59 left to go in your ball game, and the score, it is now Chippewa 42, Waynedale
6: 7.
7: Are you ready to remodel your kitchen or bathroom, but you're worried about lengthy and inconvenient renovations? Then you need Clayzac Kitchen and Bath.
6: Hi, this is Shorty Miller, owner of Clayzac
0: Kitchen and Bath, a family owned business that has served the area for 20 years. We provide a top notch renovation from floor to ceiling in a time frame you won't believe and customize everything
3: to your style and taste.
7: Visit us at clayzac.com. That's C L A Z A K.com to learn how to get the kitchen or bath of your dreams.
0: The Spidel Funeral Home has been serving the community for over 125 years providing compassionate and professional services for families when they need it the most. From the first call, the Spidel Funeral Home will walk through the process with you, assisting you in your choices. During trying times, families pull together. Turn to someone that understands family. The Spidel Funeral Home, a name you can trust with service that is endearing. In two locations, on Main Street in Mount Eaton and on Chestnut Street in Brewster, the Spidel Funeral Home, just like family, there when you need them. It was just 13 seconds ago that it was 21 to 7, pretty much. And Reber fumbled the football. Chippewa got it back. And all of a sudden, it is 42 to 7. Chippewa, and we are going to be in the middle of a running clock. And there it goes. Gerstenslager will kick it off. And it will be taken in by Purdy on the near side at the 14 to the 20, 25, 30. Breaks it up the right side to the 40, 45, 50. He's going to put his head down, Ball over. Kirsten across the 40 into Chippewa territory, and he's run out of bounds at the 38-yard line. 48-yard return by Colton Purdy.
1: Dave, Dave, when you give other teams one play drive, you can get down in a hurry.
0: And that's what the Bears have done. They just have not been able, now for some reason the clock has stopped, 10:37 left to go you know you cannot get a good explanation tim as to what the running clock rule is rebert is the quarterback hands it off on the left hand side to stanley stanley across the 40 down to the 35 to the 33 yard line gain of six yards on the carry
1: for logan You know, Dave, I'm sure there is written somewhere regulations on how to handle a running clock, but I think uh, this year we've seen probably three or four different ways to handle that.
0: Yeah, and and they've all been different. Uh, Some people say that you can't be a running clock in the first half. Some people say it's supposed to be a fully running clock in between plays. You've had officials stop stop the action. And now Chippewa is going to take a timeout. 9.52 left to go
1: in the football game. We're going to keep it right here. Well, the one version of the running clock we have not seen is running the clock during timeouts. We haven't seen that yet. (laughs) Well, now, wait a second. There was
0: 9.52 left to go, and four seconds just clicked off of it. It's now 9.48. So that's the first timeout used by Chippewa here in the second half. And let's see if we've got any scores for you here this evening. as we check out what's happening so far. And right now, as we said, Northwestern blowing out Hillsdale. Tuskegee Valley leading Triway, 10-9. West Holmes over Madison, that's an upset, 28-17. Manchester beating Fairless, 14-6. Ashland, as we said, 18-17 over Worcester in that game in the third quarter of play so that's the extent of the scores so far here tonight around the area Rebert after the timeout by Chippewa 9.45 left to go now the clock running second down four yards to go Stanley back in the football game Rebert drops back rolls out to the right under a heavy rush throws it up the middle it is complete to Purdy Purdy at the ten inside the ten and down to the seven 24-yard reception to Colton Purdy. And it's a first down for the Bears. Purdy with 134 yards receiving here tonight. First down 10 for the Bears. 9-10 left to go. Rebert. Out of the empty backfield. Trips to the left. Now moving in motion is Stanley. He'll get the handoff. Off the left-hand side. Cuts it off left tackle. Up to the five. Keeps his legs churning. He'll be pushed back, but it looked like his forward progress got him to the five-yard line. And it will be second and goal after the three-yard gain by Logan Stanley. He's got ten carries tonight for 85 yards. Clock continues to run Jared Varner into the ball game now. Along with Matt Zimmerley. Gray is back into the ballgame and he'll move off to the right-hand side. We apologize to his family for last week. We were told that number 30 was Rodriguez, but it's actually Gage Gray. Fake handoff. Reaver's going to keep it right up the middle inside the five. Dives forward to the three. Two-yard pickup on the play by Derek Reber.
1: Clearly four down territory here for the Bears. Real important to punch this in. If nothing else, uh, to break that uh, scoreless second half streak. And we've got a player down for Chippewa
0: over on the far side. Not sure what that number is. Looks like it might be number 77, Tim. is that That's Christian Harrell, if that's who it is. It's either 77 or 72, and the 72 is Nick Willig. And they're still tending to him down on the field. Meanwhile, the coaches, for some reason, are talking to Trent Harrell. Boy, he's an excellent athlete, too. Talk about a kid that can hit the ball a country mile on the baseball field. That's Trent Harrell. And it's unfortunate that Luke Brown couldn't play tonight because Brown is a heck of a catcher. That is Nick Willig, number 72, the senior 6'2", 300-pounder. And he's limping off the field but under his own power, so that's good.
1: What hundred pounder day? Three three hundred.
0: Three hundred pounder. Let's see you go block him. Uh, I'll pass. Seven <laughs> fifty-nine clock stopped on that injury timeout. Now they're gonna start the clock up again. It's third down and goal to go for the Bears from the three. If the Bears do score here, the clock stops again. They won't have the running clock. 42-7 Chippewa. Bears send Purdy out wide to the left. Zimmerle slot left. Stanley moves to the left of Reber on third and goal from the three. Reber's going to keep it himself off left tackle. Spins back inside down to the two. The Chippewa defense proving to be stout down with their backs to the goal line. A yard gain by Reber and it will be fourth and goal from the two-yard line. 7 18 and running left to go in the ballgame. And now Matt Zerker will take a timeout. That will be the second timeout by the Bears here in the second half of play. Tim, it's important for the Bears to get the ball in the end zone here. Very clearly. important,
1: clearly. Clearly. We've, uh, like you said, Dave, I think the, the only score that we've had in the second half of any of our ballgames came very, very late at Ridgewood against essentially their second team so uh you know it's been a long dry spell for us we are down there right on the two Uh, very important for us to, to punch that in um you know i haven't seen Derek up under center at all this year but this would certainly be the spot that i would like maybe tuck him underneath there and give it to kyle ice and let him pound it in but uh i haven't seen that formation out of us yet no no not at
0: all here's a couple of scores west holmes over madison 41-17, 10 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. And Tuskegee Valley leading Tryway 17-9, 525 left to go in the fourth quarter of play. And like we told you, Northwestern up big on Hillsdale. Fourth and goal for the Bears from the two-and-a-half-yard line. Reber with Stanley right behind him. Moves over to the right-hand side. Reber drops back. He's looking into the end zone, and it is incomplete tried to go to the receiver Colton Purdy and he was well covered on the play Incompletion on the pass play and Chippewa will have the football back 7.07 left to go in the football game and Chippewa takes over the football first and ten at their own three yard line and the clock has stopped here and now they will start the clock. Thompson, back in his own end zone, out of the shotgun. He'll hand off up the middle and it goes to Trey Petty and Petty cuts it across the 10, out to the 20, to the 30, he breaks into the clear, to the 40, to the 50, stiff arms of receiver, he runs down the 40, to the 20, to the 10, five, touchdown, Trey Petty. From the three yard line, a 97 yard touchdown run by Trey Petty, his second consecutive touchdown scamper. Unbelievable. That is four touchdowns in the last, believe this, four minutes. And I'm not even talking about the running clock. You got to look at this as the time of possession and everything else. This this has been just unbelievable the way Chippewa has just busted this thing open. Gerstenslager puts the extra point up and good. 6.46 left to go in the football game, and your score. It is Chippewa 49, Wayndale 7. Whether your idea of a perfect home is a charming farmhouse in the countryside or a relaxed, family-centered home in a friendly neighborhood, no one understands discerning buyers better than Weaver Custom Homes. We believe that your home should reflect your personality and lifestyle in every detail. Our team will collaborate with you and bring your vision to life to tell your unique story. We invite you to tour our award-winning design center in historic downtown Worcester and get inspired to build a truly custom home. For more information, go to weavercustomhomes.com. 49 to 7, Chippewa leads it, and that's four consecutive
1: one-yard drives.
0: One play drives. Excuse yeah, it me.
1: started at the uh, near the end of the third quarter with an 84-yard TD run by Durbin. Then at the 11-12 mark of the fourth quarter, a 41-yard by Durbin. Then at 10:59 of the fourth quarter, a 46-yard TD run by Petty. And now we just had at the 6:46 mark of the fourth quarter a 97-yard TD run by Petty. One play, TD. Unbelievable. And it's been,
0: I, I, I can't tell you for sure that it's been the same play, but it's been the same formation, the same almost the same area that they've run over. They ran pretty much, Tim, the entire game to the left, and those other touchdowns have gone off right guard. Gerstenslager will kick it off high end over end kick the Purdy will take in at his 12 to the 15 to the 20 right up the middle to the 25 out to the 26 yard line where he will be stopped right there
1: well on every one of those uh, touchdown runs Dave we we have sucked up so close to the line of scrimmage that if our linebackers do not get that back coming out of the backfield we have no safeties it's off to the races once they break the first 10 yards
0: Triway just tied things up with Tuskegee Valley. 17-17 with 3.47 left to go in the ballgame. 49-7, 6.20. And running. Not yet, but it will be. Left to go in the ballgame here. We'll give away our Lem's Pizza start of the game at the end of this one tonight. And the Bears huddled up around head coach Matt Zerker. I think he's going to make wholesale substitutions here, Tim.
1: Yeah, and I believe Chippewa, maybe also uh, Bowley, just took a timeout. And he did. We've already paid the rent, so we'll just keep it right here.
0: Unbelievable. It was 21-7. to It was actually 14-7 at halftime. And the Bears were sitting good. And we talked about how they've run only two formations all night. They've been successful moving the football. And then Derek Reber breaks off a 40-yard run, fumbles the football. Chippewa gets it back, and it has been just total, total domination by Chippewa since
1: that. Well, Dave, uh, a football game is not made of a half. You can't uh, go in at halftime and feel good about yourselves. You've got a whole second half to play, and, you know, one of the uh, Achilles heels for us is defensively, we're giving up 44.5 points per ball game, and that average is going up even higher this evening as Chippewa's put 49 on the board. So it's first down and ten for the Bears
0: at their own twenty-six yard line. Derek Reber still the quarterback. He's got Jared Varner behind him in the backfield. And a fake handoff to Varner, throws it out into the flat, complete to Zimmerly at the 25 30, out to the 35, near the 40 yard line, 13 yard reception on the play. And now there are looks like Zimmerly is down and hurt for the Bears. 198 yards passing unofficially for Derek Reber here tonight. And for Zimmerly, who's down on his back at the 40-yard line. He's got three catches this evening for 41 yards. On the year, Zimmerly has got 12 catches after tonight with 6.01 left to go in this ballgame.
1: You know, Dave, what's really, really strange is if you would just read out uh, the Wayndale stats... Um, we've actually looked like we've done a pretty decent job. Reaver has passed for a good amount of yardage. Stanley has rushed for a good amount of yardage. We've got Purdy up over 100 yards receiving. And yet on the scoreboard, we are down 49 to 7. So it's really kind of strange because we have been able to move the ball some offensively, but boy, defensively, uh, those huge huge plays have really put us down. It
0: really has, and, and, you know, this is discouraging because the Bears looked so good in the first half, and just one play, and, you know, you really can't blame Reber because he, you know, he was breaking it in for a touchdown. It was a nice play by the defensive back for Chippewa, and it has just turned sour ever since. Zimmerly is up and walking off, but he's holding that right arm close to his side as he walks off
1: the ironic thing Dave is is you know it's real tough to say how the offense was in the second half here uh, just because they haven't had the ball Um, you know Chippewa has scored so frequently we've had really one possession in which we've been able to do anything with it we actually had uh, a fairly sustained drive into the territory all the way down to the three yard line um, but other than that, we, we haven't had the ball to even see what we could do o- offensively.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Chase Murphy is coming into the ballgame now to replace Zimmerle, who just left. Murphy's going to go out wide to the right. He's number 19, the sophomore. So Murphy in at the right side. Max Lemon goes out wide to the left-hand side. Logan Stanley behind Reber in the backfield. Now he moves off to the right. Moving in motion is Varner. Handoff up the middle goes to Stanley, and Stanley's going to be dropped right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. It's been the best night rushing so far this year for Logan Stanley. 11 carries, 85 yards, but it has honestly not been enough as the Bears are not going to be able to overcome this 42-point deficit in five minutes. And they will fall to 0-5 on the year 0-2 in the conference and go into the game next week at home against Northwestern. Murphy comes out wide to the left-hand side. Max Lemon goes out wide to the left. Reber out of the pistol. Moves Chup in motion to the far side. Reber pitches it out to Varner. Varner up the right-hand side. Cuts it across the 40, out to the 45-yard line. Gain of five on the play for Jared Varner. It's his first carry of the night. And it will bring up third down, five yards to go for Waynedale at the 46-yard line. Four and a half minutes remaining in the ballgame. We'll give away the Lems Pizza star of the game, go over the scores, and the stat story of tonight's game on the postgame show. And now the official is going to take a timeout as Chippewa had to get somebody off the field who was injured, that being Clayton Baglia, a sophomore. He had to leave the ballgame. So Baglia leaves, and into the contest is Matt Cunningham, a freshman. 5'10", 160 pounds. Reber, out of the shotgun. Pitches it out on the right side to Jared Varner. He's going to be hit and dropped right at the line of scrimmage. Tackled lead on the play by Carlton Miller of Chippewa. Chippewa's got mainly sophomores and freshmen out there defensively. Fourth down, five yards to go, and let's see what the Bears decide to do, if they will punt the ball away and Try to keep the score what it is or go for it. And it looks like they're going to go ahead and go for it. Varner's out of the ball game. Lemon goes out wide to the left-hand side. Luke McCreary, slot left. Chase Murphy out wide, right ball in the near hash mark. Chup in the backfield. Check that, that's Gray. And the handoff goes right up the middle and... The handoff was made to Connor Spence. Spence is a freshman, a 5'7", 130-pounder. And Spence picks up no gain on the play. And the Bears have somebody down on the field. And it's hard to see if that, is that Dylan Omstutz. Dylan Omstutz is down and hurt at about the 43-yard line. Brandon Giles out taking a look at him. 3.20 to go in the football game. 49-7. The Chips have really taken control of this thing. They've scored 14 points in the third quarter, 21 points in the fourth quarter. And Amstutz is up, and he will walk off the field under his own power. So after the Bears give it up, On fourth down, the Chips have it at the Waynedale 46-yard line. Into the ballgame for Wayndale is James Raber, the freshman 6'1", 285-pounder. First and ten for the Chips, and they hand it off up the middle to Durbin, and Durbin's going to be hit and dropped right at the line of scrimmage. Now there's wholesale substitutions. That was Nathan Powell, excuse me. Nathan Powell with the run for no gain. You know, the bad thing about my stat sheet is, Tim, when you get into a game like this, there's not enough room to put all the substitutes into.
1: I was going to say, by the time uh, the other team gets through all the running backs, you have no room left. 2.49 and
0: running left to go in the ballgame. The new quarterback into the contest is Cooper Davies, a freshman. Davies hands it off around the left-hand side to Michael King. That's DeMichael King, I'm sorry, a senior. And DeMichael King takes it inside the 45, down to the 40, And near the 37-yard line, so a gain of 8 on the play to DeMichael King. That's his first carry of the night, obviously. And the clock continues to run. Third down and less than a yard to go. Davies, the freshman signal caller. He's got Powell right behind him. Hand off to Powell. Powell off the right side. He's going to be hit and drop near the line of scrimmage. Nice play by Jared Varner to hold him up and bring him down. And let's see if they, where they spot the ball. It'll all depend on where the spot was. And Now they are going to say that it is a first down. So the first down gives the football... Keeps it with the Chips with a minute 31 left to go in the ballgame. 49-7, Chippewa on top of it. They're going to up their mark to 4-1. Handoff goes on the right-hand side to DeMichael King again. DeMichael King cuts it inside the 35, down to the 30-yard line. Gain of six yards on the carry to DeMichael King.
1: Two carries, 14 yards. He's padding his stats. Here in this one. He's well put together, Davies. Not very tall. Five foot seven, one seventy-five. Chippewa
0: will move to four and one. Indians lead in the bottom of the sixth, ten to four over the White Sox, trying to reduce their magic number to at least three. Second down, two yards to go, under a minute left to go in the ballgame. Davies handoff on the right hand side to Demichael King. DeMichael King will take it inside the 25. Down to the 21-yard line. He's got the first down after a gain of six. Three carries, 20 yards. For DeMichael King. Ball resting right at the 22. First and 10 for the Chips, and that's going to do it. The Chips don't even have to run another play. They'll bring Davies in, but for all intents and purposes, that will do it. Chippewa is going to move their record to 4-1 and on the year. One-and-one in conference play as they hustle the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to try to get off another play. Davies, the quarterback, he's going to take the snap right before, gives it on the right-hand side to Nathan Powell. Powell runs it inside the 20, down to the 15. He'll be brought down at the 14-yard line. That was an 8-yard run by Powell, and that will do it for the ball game here tonight. Your final score here this evening. Chippewa 49, Wayndale 7. Tim and I will be back with the post-game show and the start of the game here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to an Ultimate Sports Talk presentation of Wayndale Golden Bears High School Football. Tonight's game has been brought to you by Miller Custom Exteriors, Troyer Signs, Dutch Quality Stone in Mount Eaton, Dev's Den of Apple Creek, Weaver Custom Homes. Reaver Milk Transport of Apple Creek. Klazak Kitchen and Bath. Troyer Roofing. The Spidel Funeral Home with two locations, Mount Eaton and in Brewster. Yoder Builders of Orville. The Harvest Market in Apple Creek. The Fire and Ice Pub just outside of Fredericksburg. Ivan Weaver Construction. Murphy's Promotions. The Apple Creek Drive-Thru. Casa de Sasi in Apple Creek and the Shout Brothers Farms. The star of the game show is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com.